Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Video Game Apocalypse. As always, I'm your host, Mike Oraparas. With me in the kitchen studio are my lovely and talented co-host, Anne Lewis. And joining us for the first time in a month, uh, our very special guests on loan from Capcom, oh. it's... Christopher Antista. Hi. Yay! Hey, I'm, I'm wagging so my happy. arms like Kermit the Frog right now. <laughs> hey, hey. What's up, we, we were originally going to have you and Brett, but he's sick. So he I'm starting the, this out on a disappointing note for our listeners. Thanks. Yeah. And, for, and for me. Putting <laughs> an unfair burden upon me. Um, now, whatever. You, have to, I don't, you have to be Brett for Brett. No. Yes. No, no Mega Man questions, please. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> and and nothing can bring me down. It's been a great week. It's it? also great to return to podcasting. I feel like I haven't done it in a long time. Hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you, you haven't posted Laser Time in a little while. No, no. It's, it's been kind of dry on the site lately. Nor the Capcom Unity. Well, it's, we haven't even had a Cape Crisis. I don't know how you want to bring up what's been going on in the week, but it's because of that. So, whatever. Well, it's because of GDC and PAX before that, and we'll talk GDC about that little, in mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But first, we're going to get to this week's top five. Mm-hmm. And we're... Kind of hung over this week still from last week's podcast. Um, and, you know, one of the, the worst things when you're hung over is to hear something that causes you any sort of stress whatsoever. And that is true. so, of course, we're going to go full bore in that direction and talk about the top five most stress inducing pieces of video game music Ooh. that we could find. Ooh. So there's some you knew of but couldn't find? Um, maybe that was meant to be an aside and not followed up on. I was wondering. I can find any game music. Oh. Anything. No, it's not that we couldn't find it. It's that this is what we could come up with. Mm. And, These and, were the ones that we wanted. And here's here. the thing. I'm sure that after listening to this, you will be like, I can't believe you forgot this specific piece from Majora's Mask and you sound like Fat Albert for some reason. Yeah, well, our <laughs> listeners have a weird they voice. They really do. is like school in summertime. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it better than I do. Uh. I just sort of turned into that. I don't know why. But um, if if you have a piece that you're incensed that we left out, uh, just go to vidjagameapocalypse.com, find the article for this show, and let us know in the comments. Yes. That's always a nice way to participate. Oh, or I also recommend starting your own podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, good, too. Yeah, do that, too. That's good, too. Mm-hmm. See, uh, my, mine encourages participation in our podcast. Ah, so. yes, yes, yes. We are a wall. Yes. Do not talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. <clears throat> that, of course, is the Zelda 1 Labyrinth music. It, wow. When you bring it up under that context, it does seem almost unnecessarily menacing. Yeah. Well, I, I floated this question to Brett, and mm-hmm. he was like, how about this? And I'm like, I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. That is Seriously. absolutely creepy and, and menacing. And especially like when you're a kid in the mm-hmm. 80s, as you and I presumably were, <laughs> uh, and you, you... I was a grandfather in the 80s. That's true. You're, you're going into Zelda for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's it's so mysterious. You don't really know anything about the world, and then you just like you find a hole in the ground, and you walk into it, and you're in this creepy dark place. And I think for me, my immediate reaction was to leave. It's just like hmm. I don't. This is scary. I, I don't want to be in here. I want to be out in the sun where there's monsters, and well, maybe I'll go in and explore. What's especially in when you juxtapose it with the overworld music, which is delightful, yeah, peppy, it's, it's triumphant. And, yeah, you can just feel bannermen marching at you. I don't. I don't know the song that well. I've only heard it once. No, I think. Um, <laughs> I think for this particular list, there are sort of two different types of 
stress inducing that we pulled from and mm-hmm. there's this kind that's mm-hmm. that that sort of creepy tea yeah. feeling and there are i think three of them are like that and then there are two that are just super they're very fast they get you yeah. going and and you know exactly what's happening when when uh-huh. they start playing and and with these ones uh, they just are a little bit on the creepy side. And that's just, what makes them so strange. I've never thought of that as creepy, but I totally see it. I no, mean, like, it, mm-hmm. it's creepy. I believe you. There's someone who played, hasn't played, replayed NES games in a couple of years. You could completely get away with telling them that's a Castlevania song. <laughs> yeah, probably. And like, what what is this level? Is mm-hmm. this like the secret sub level where mm-hmm. you're you're just slowly sinking into quicksand and dying, and things depressing things are happening, and you see the the ghost of Simon's dead mother, <laughs> like. <laughs> Being tortured? <laughs> no, this is the part of Zelda where your uh, mortality is ambiguous. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's true. And that's also where you heard the... Most often. Love it. That. It is the, it is the music of death. When was, when was the last time you think you played the original Legend of Zelda? Eh, probably a couple of years ago. I think I, I got More through the first that. dungeon mm-hmm. and then gave up, like... I, I was looking around the overworld like, wait, where the fuck is the next dungeon? Mm-hmm. Fuck this. <laughs> I'll go you play a modern up. game that tell, that has a big arrow pointing where I go next. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I did. I was totally frustrated with that game when I first saw it. I'm like, who would ever want to play this? And I forget how, but I figured, oh, there's a save system mm-hmm. so I can get back to not knowing where to go yeah. later on. And then eventually, I don't remember what happened, but it fell together very quickly mm-hmm. and finished it over a period of three days. Hmm. I, I was I was kind of a weird kid in this respect in mm-hmm. that like Zelda just the first game just had this weird mystique to me like it was a living world and like oh mm-hmm. I don't know if I can go in there and do this and then I I actually liked Zelda two much more I think because it was a more conventional mm-hmm. game and it was easier to understand and to get around it was weird and also I was reading Nintendo Power which was publishing strategy about mm-hmm. how to get around in it and and friends were telling me like oh you go in this forest <coughs> and you meet error. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is error. He is. He is. He, he that is literally he is. His wife his is thing. Mrs. Error. Yeah. Mrs. Error. It should have been a better joke there. I, that almost sounds like there should be a pun in it, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Not. There isn't. I thought there would be. I thought I'd find it right uh-huh. before I said it. it didn't. I I never thought of that that was why Zelda 2 is the way it is. I remember we had marveled on our on our other show long ago that like how many chances part 2s would take on the NES days that they didn't mm-hmm. mind being radical departures. Yeah. No, think- Bubble Bobble's going to be about kids and rainbows instead of dinosaurs and bubbles. Sure. Mar- Mario's not going to be in the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, Question mark blocks are gone. There was an expectation, I think, early on, like the second games were doing sequels, that mm-hmm. like the, the sequel would be a complete departure. It would be something completely different. I mean, you look at the Donkey Kong games. Yes. Like Donkey Kong, yes. Donkey Kong Jr. and Donkey Kong 3, if they didn't have the ape in them, you'd never know they were part of the same series. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and But just the way you said that, it probably was to make Zelda more palatable. To people yeah. to make it look like a normal everyday side scroll. And look at Super Mario Brothers 2, the the American version, mm-hmm. which is again a completely different game. It, mm-hmm. it is literally a different game. It was Doki Doki Panic, which I love. But I almost bought it at PAX this weekend. Really? In a bo- well, you found it on sale. I uh, Mario 2. Oh, I thought you meant Doki Doki Panic. No, like no, the, the God, Japanese man, original. It, was, <laughs> if I, I, you know, I I don't think I've ever played that. Yeah, um, it was the, the characters in that were Japanese TV mascots. Yeah, I was talking about that with somebody like back in the day. About, well, about something we'll talk about later, and how like how non-mainstream the games industry was, where almost anybody could push them. Can you imagine a TV company game coming up to Nintendo today, saying, "Make a game for us, we'll pay you." 
Yeah, we're Nintendo. We're not busy. Let's make a game starring yeah. your mascots. Well, they did that shit all the time. Like, yes. Uh, what is it? A Genomoto Mayo mm-hmm. hired Nintendo to make a game about their fucking Mayo? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Wait, huh? There is a, nin- a Super Nintendo game that mm-hmm. is about a specific brand of Japanese mayonnaise. Oh, God. And, and yes, there's, there's like... Mayonnaise number one? Uh, no, I forget what it's called right. exactly, but yeah, it's just like teaching you how to make dishes with mayonnaise, <laughs> and there's like little mini games around it. Uh-huh. Like, nothing in there will be misconstrued. I, I think I played it for like ten minutes, and it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. Just and fucking the fact, psychotic. The fact that a Super Nintendo a Super Nintendo game means it. Mm-hmm. What, what the graphics will be very, much more deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just ex- why aren't what? there more memes based out of making mayonnaise, kids? You see what I'm saying? Nintendo did contract work like that I all the time, it. huh? I said Nintendo did contract work like yeah. that all the time. Though. Yeah, it's it weird. It's just it's just kind of incredible. And you got a bunch of games that should not have been as great as they were mm-hmm. um, by relying on who would. Event- I guess no one knew they were the A list. Um, not. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's uh, trying not to that's segue. Some pretty wonder- creepy music. I don't think Zelda really ever topped it in terms of just raw kind of dread mm-hmm. but um yeah we should probably move on <laughs> number four. Oh wait what is this oh I guarantee I'm sorry I'm the only one who knows now you know is it not metal gear no no uh, similar similar concept this is scissor man's theme from wow clock tower, clock tower on ps1 which uh, this I was particular, especially particular to this one. Um, Is this the one we published? Uh, no, no, no I, I forget who published this, but uh, it was a really weird game. If you ever played it, it was basically a point-and-click adventure, and the hook was that you were trying to investigate this slasher named Scissorman, mm. and so you're you're pointing and clicking around these dark environments where you find yourself trapped, and like at any moment you could hear this music mm-hmm. just sort of start to quietly, like you'd just hear it, it would slowly take over the background music and it would get louder and louder and you'd know like, oh shit, oh, I fuck, have to... Oh fuck, oh fuck, I have to yeah. run, oh fuck. Yeah. It's, it's, that music means move your ass or it's going to get fucked with steel. <laughs> like you, you, you heard that music and you had literally seconds to like, okay, I either need to run out of here or I need to hide. And if I hide, like in in five <laughs> seconds, this guy's gonna bust open with his giant, uh, bust in with his giant garden shears and into the room and like slowly shamble around close to my hiding space. That's maybe he'll find me. Maybe he won't. Because he did move like ear, like slowly, like. Uh-huh. Uh. And if you ran, you could hear him coming after you, and then like it might stop. All of a sudden, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm safe." And then you'd like walk around a little more, and then you'd suddenly open the locker, and he'd just like jump out at you, and and then the chase would be on again. It was wow. crazy. Wow, but I guess that you, sounds like a dick. It was a dick, but it, like I I love that that game, and even though it made me like jump and scream a couple times, mm-hmm. and I think that music was a really key part of it because just knowing what it signified was a huge motivator. Like, oh fuck, oh fuck, I gotta, I have to escape the situation now. And uh, I actually had a girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. uh, when I was playing it in college who described it as like this: this music is stress. Like if you were to make <laughs> stress into a piece of music, yeah. that's what this is. I mean, I've never played Clock Tower, and and just listening to this, yeah, I can definitely see how hearing yeah. that every once in a while, you you get that sort of um, you just you make that connection yeah. in your brain every time, and, and it just is automatic stress. You're like, mm-hmm. fuck, what do I do? Wait, can I hear the music again? Yes, I want to hear it again. 
Okay, I can also see myself disassembling a bomb in a Die Hard movie. Uh-huh. Well, that that boom boom yes. boom at the boom, end boom, boom, boom. that only happens if he actually jumps out at you. Oh. Otherwise, you just kind of hear it start to to creep in without the the boom boom boom. Uh, and then Johnny Depp comes to get you. Yeah. But he's he's a he's a Edward creep because he like it. didn't come together. Every step he takes, he's just like got these giant shears and he just like clangs them together. So you just hear clang, Wait, so how, clang, clang. How does he kill you? Is it is he it stabs a, you? Is it stab you? It's like, kind of anticlimactic, actually. If it ever happens to you, that he just puts the shears together and stabs you like it's a sword. Oh really? Like he? Why isn't that he cutting off boring. my head? Why uh, isn't he I cutting was, me in half? Something something really yeah, nasty. I was, uh, hoping there'd be at least a piece of canned animation. Hmm. With the "You Are Dead" that floats up yeah. next to it. That was also like a weird, like early PlayStation One 3D mm-hmm. game. So like everything looked terrible, and like all the all the audio performances, mm-hmm. all the voice performances were really weird. And like they, they have a strange <laughs> accent. I know this is supposed to be set in like Norway, but why does everybody sound so weird? And then I realized why, mm-hmm. because you can like listen over the credits, and they have like audio bloopers and. Like you hear this woman like, "Oh no, Scissor Man!" And then like, she she just like pauses for a second, and then starts speaking in Japanese. And it's like, "Oh my God!" They got the original mm. Japanese voice actors and just had them do their lines <laughs> phonetically. Wow! In fact, it wouldn't wow. surprise me if the original Japanese one had just been in English for the mm. effect of like, "Well, this is in Europe, so obviously they're speaking English," and we'll just get some Japanese voice actors to do it. Wow. What was the last entry in the Clock Tower series? Um, Clock Tower three, 3 mm-hmm. I think, for PS2. And that, that was pretty fun, although I think I, I complained about that one quite a bit on our other show because it started out really scary. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, the murderers that were chasing you, there were several in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got progressively less and less scary. Like Silly? Yeah, really silly. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one was, like, a, this, like, eight-foot-tall burly guy in a leather hood with a giant sledgehammer who you see kill a little girl. <laughs> and, like, that's what? terrifying. You run from that. Mm-hmm. The second one is a dude with, like, a gas mask and a, uh, a leather apron who comes after you with, like, a little garden sprayer full of acid. Like, that's I, that's also pretty scary. I think I beat that guy in Busted Groove. Yeah. And then the third guy is, like, this skinny white guy with, like, half his head shaved, and he's got an axe, and he looks kind of like Marilyn Manson. It's like, well, that's not really scary. And then after that, you get the Scissorman twins, which are these, like, Harlequin uh, ninja clown things and they they're always going like snippity snap and it's like i can't be afraid of that they what are you snip, doing they say Japan? snippity snap yes snip. they say snippity snap uh, well like what one is like a, a a teenage boy and the other's a teenage girl basically it's like this is not scary so clock so, tower is a video game apocalypse might buy might buy might buy. put it well, in a might buy if, category. if you can find it if you can find a copy yeah, actually, i would sure recommend picking up a copy because it's it's fun and it's it's probably aged horribly. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that good when you know visually when I played it initially, uh, but it is kind of a rare treat. And that like I haven't played many games that are as scary for as mm-hmm. awkward reasons as it is. <laughs> like just the the idea of trying to run away from a murderer by with a point and click interface mm-hmm. is so kludgy and so slow that it really adds to the horror. I think even running away from an enemy. That wasn't a quick time event is sort of something that doesn't really happen in games. No. Like now you, you don't. Or, or now is not do, the time to fight. If you do, it's like a, a Crash Bandicoot Uncharted thing where you're mm-hmm. like running toward the camera. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot Uncharted thing. <laughs> and you have to dodge <laughs> obstacles. Uh, Naughty Dog does have a pedigree. Yeah, I, think, I think there was one of those in Resident Evil 6, actually. Uh, couldn't be. Yes. No, there's definitely one. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yes, there's definitely one. Probably several. <laughs> 
Yeah, but there's different variations on it. Hmm. And most of them involve Ustanak. The mm. uh, the lights in here keep flickering. We Although do. I can't tell yeah. if that's just my eyes or we just put it's them Scissor in. Man. They're Listen for the music. Because I yeah, it fits perfectly with the episode, but it also it keeps distracting me. I hope it's not picking up on Mike. The lights flickering. Oh, hold on, Look, guys out there listening, can you hear the lights? We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Important. <laughs> good. Very important. It was good. We had to get Nat's sound. You can take yeah. the rest of it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three. Oh. Are you humming? Okay, I was. I thought that was part of the song. That made it even yeah, creepier. That was, that was definitely. If, <laughs> if you're under twelve and you're dead now, we apologize. <laughs> we are so sorry because we're going to talk about you in a minute here. Yeah, that so was uh, Lavender Town. Yes, from Pokemon Red and Blue. Ah. Red and Blue. I think it was Red and Green, red and green in Japan, though. Ah, okay. Here it's Red and Blue. But whatever it is, it's a fucking creepy piece of music. Yes. Um, it's maybe you can tell me a little bit more about it, having never played Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this town is just a very gloomy town. I mean, it's... Fuck. I think that this is where you encounter a bunch of ghost types. I haven't actually played Red and Blue in forever, but mm-hmm. this one particular part was always... Like, this song always stuck with me. Yeah, that's really weird. So it's like it's a haunted Because it's so creepy, because mm-hmm. all those towns are usually... They've got the really peppy music, and you yes. know Pokemon music, yes. but this... Yeah, it's Lavender Town was very creepy. It's all music, you, Pokemon music, and I'm not even a huge Pokemon. It's all music you can walk around to, and that is not music that really inspires one to stick around. <laughs> no. and then, but I, but sorry, go ahead. I haven't played any of the recent Pokemon games, so I don't know if they kind of revisit, revisit this dark theme as far as towns go. But yeah, this town was always just really spooky, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to get out of it as soon as I fucking could, just mm-hmm. so I could get away from that music. Yeah. But the ghost types in the yeah. ghost types. You know the you know what they person. say about Pokemon. You must get all of them. But this music is at oh, the I center did, of when like... there were only 150, and then they're <laughs> adding more, and I'm like, no, I don't care anymore. This music is at the center of like an urban legend. Though. Yes. Which actually that might not be accurate because it sounds like it's true. That there are certain tones that can only be heard by like oh, children 12. under a certain age. Under yeah, 12. Yeah. Under That's age. definitely true. And like apparently there was a rash of uh, like illnesses and suicides. It in was the called the Lavender, Tone Syn- or Lavender Town Syndrome. And it was like there were kids between 7 and 12 in the Japanese versions there was like a rash of illnesses and suicides. Poor, poor Pokemon, because it gave kids all those seizures that one time. <laughs> did, like yeah. this is even slightly believable that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. I know there was like there was a there was, someone released a but Mickey, that is the rumor. a Mickey Mouse cartoon on like one of the 4chan boards that was rumored like the animator who drew it killed himself. Oh yeah, Walt almost killed himself after watching it. I and remember like, you telling me that. You can, you can it's see like it anywhere. the ring video of, of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and it's, it's frightening. Well, it's awful to uh, awful to watch. Well, but what, it's like what it, you showed me was somebody like it, it's basically like the Necronomicon that you find yes. on store shelves. It's like, well, I made this because of that rumor. And it's like it's weird mm. and it's unsettling. And it's like, you know, Mickey just sort of walking around looking depressed. And that's why I don't buy it, because like there's no way Disney animated that. While he was alive, unless the Walt Disney Studios in the 1950s were using Flash. It's like, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the anime. It's like, well, you told me to make something appropriate for this depression we're in. Oh, oh heck. I, well, can't go doing Disney, Disney voices. Not nope. in this nope. episode. Okay. Mm-mm. 
this episode specifically mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about something. <laughs> ah. uh. So yeah, Lavender Town. Fucking creepy. Yeah, fucking creepy music. I think that concludes our, our three creepy, <laughs> creepy songs. Yeah, now, we now can... we're on to the immediacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number two. And uh, that's Tomb Raider, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The yes. new one. Tomb Raider the Hedgehog. The new one. <laughs> what is it? Aquatic Zone? Aquatic? It's, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's Sonic. No, I'm trying to think music. of the, the, the level. Aquatic. Uh... Aquatic. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it, what is it? Is it Aquatic I something? I don't know. Aquatic Zone? Just Aquatic Zone. I didn't play Sonic when I was a kid. I don't no, remember I these I thought things. this was just a show we talked about video games. It, so it is. Black. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Uh, I thought this was a show where we talked about video games. Just wanted to know the name of the Sonic level. Who cares? I'm a girl. I don't video games. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a macho bro he-man. Maybe if you you ladies went out and bought a Gears once in a while, you'd you'd send no message whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Sonic, but if uh, water levels, um, which, you know, this is one of the reasons everybody hates water levels. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're running around, you have to keep an eye on Sonic's air, and mm. you have to like walk into air bubbles so that he can breathe. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, that music will start playing, and you'll know you have a few seconds to either find some air or get the hell out of the water, or Sonic will die. Yes. Fun, fucking stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's it's well, it, it didn't help that the water, the water portions were particularly hard to navigate due to like, mm-hmm. they would actually slow Sonic down. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. You had yeah. to be. They were the antithesis of what a Sonic the Hedgehog game. They was were already to be. really annoying, and then they threw in that music that just made you super stressed out. No, no. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, I, it lights a fire under your ass to yeah. get out of the water. No, I, I do miss that. I do miss that. I know. I know. Why fighting can't games... hedgehogs just breathe underwater? It's, I mean, yeah. come on. Why? Why? Why hedgehog not have gills? <laughs> we, we have. We have so very few. Time is running out. Music in our lives, where the music picks up the tempo. And I am the kind of person, uh, doesn't matter what game, it always makes me a worse player. When that music kicks, I might as well, you just kill me if you're going to escalate the music at that point. <laughs> it's, it, I'm, it's not going to make me any better. Don't, um, don't work well under stress. <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, like, it's seriously. Too much pressure. Stressful music, it, it doesn't make me play any better at all. Well, speaking of stressful music, um, as stressful as that is, it's a little bit short for our purposes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to introduce... Uh, one of my other favorite Sonic tracks. What? <laughs> what is that? That is the boss music from Sonic CD. CD. Mm-hmm. And it is creepy as fuck. And there's like, you, you can hear like the presumably Robotnik laughing. Oh, 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 oh. It, it does sound like a mechanized society gone horribly wrong. Yeah, it does not really match the action on screen most of the time, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just usual Sonic the Hedgehog, Robotnik bosses. Now, for me personally, that one wasn't, I don't know, I guess maybe it wasn't as stressful or even as creepy as some of the other ones we've had on this list, but mm-hmm. I I do see why it is on here also because we wanted to uh, yeah, well, to make Sonic a little longer because yeah. we didn't have that, that much That's say, also but, one that yeah. it's like... Just out of context, it's actually creepier. You're like, what the fuck is this music? Yeah, in the context of the game, it's less. It is less so. Yeah. Mm. But you hear you hear it normally, and it's stress inducing. Yeah. You hear it in the game, it's less stress inducing. <laughs> so it's it's sort of the opposite of all the other things. I had never list. listened to it outside of the game until until today. So. Well, I feel happy helping you blaze that trail. Thanks. 
What, oh, what platform did you play it on? On Sonic CD? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I bought it on iPhone. I'm ter- like yeah. just sort of terrified to open it up. I played it on GameCube, and it was the first and probably only... So- well, no. It was the first 2D Sonic game that I actually mm-hmm. played to completion and really... Really? Owned. Yeah. Mm. And, and I don't think I really played it to completion because there's all this other stuff you can do, like... You're supposed to replay levels mm-hmm. and transform them in time travel. Yeah. Like, I didn't really do that. I think I just got the okay-ish it. ending. It's the pro- uh, plot of Primer uh, years before that movie came out, hmm. which is also the plot of Primer. Primer? Yes. The, <laughs> the movie. The time travel? Movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, hmm. Taylor made me watch that. I still don't know what happened in it's that movie. It's wonderful. I, I, oh, Grimm's, Grimm's joke is like, did you see his tweet? Mm-mm. It is the funniest thing I've seen in a month, and if you've seen Primer, you'll get it. Just want to... It's his tweet was just the plot of Primer finally explained, and it was just a link to uh, Doritos Locos Tacos Dorito flavored <laughs> chips, and which which were just announced. Uh, it was wonderful. It's like my favorite thing oh anybody has. You could you could swap in, out a lot a of things that you could say the plot of Inception revealed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or explained. It's a chip within a taco within another chip. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like an episode of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> Yo, dog! I heard you like. That's actually what Brett said about it. He could have gone the <laughs> exhibit as we were laughing for like for like ten minutes. Yeah, bro, it was I, so I, I you know it was it was one of those jokes that like we weren't even laughing. Like, wow, that was good. That was really good. What was it? I heard you like chip flavored tacos, so I made a taco chip flavored <laughs> yeah. or a chip flavored taco flavored chip. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, Jesus. Mm. It's just Christ. incredible. Those sound disgusting. They really, really do. <laughs> should eat one just as a stunt on the show. Do it. Yes. Just on the show? When do they come out? At, uh, they're, they're out now. I had one. Oh, okay. Just eat chips on the show? That sounds like we should... No, well, I mean, well, it's, it's like the Four Loco we'll taste make a, test. We'll make a video. Knowing Taco Bell, by the time you got it back to a microphone, mm-hmm. it would be like a wet uh, napkin. Knowing Taco Bell, by the time I got to the microphone, my reaction would be like, oh, God, I got to step away. It's a movement of the bathroom. <laughs> Yes. That was yeah. gorgeous. Yes. This is a classy fucking cast. Oh, this yes. is the classy. It'll be Augustus glooping all up in the back. Podclassed. Augustus glooping needs to be a bird. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Sure? It does. It's just brown. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be like backwards, though, because he got sucked up through a tube of brown stuff? I think my point was conveyed. Yeah. And in a way that was technically PG. Yeah, I suppose so. If, you know, shoot, nice. if you'll excuse me, I'm going to do a poop joke victory lap. Goodbye. All right. All right. Yes! All right, back. Um, <laughs> he actually got up and ran around very quickly. Yes. Lap can be when you turn around in a circle. Mm-hmm. That was right. nice. Let's move on. Right. Oh! <laughs> oh! Here's a good example. Classic. You want music that's going to stress you out. Here you go. Yeah. But in a happy way. You've got less it's than not, 100 seconds to get through this it's level. It's a little happy, but I think it's... It's not it's, creepy. It's just It's a tiny bit... It's preemptive, though. Like, I had plenty of time to get to the end. These aren't long levels, and in most cases, Mario, you can't... It's not like you can go back any further. You're constantly pushed forward. Hmm. And it was very rare that I... You got time time killed. Time, yeah, time it, it could happen, though. Right, hold on, write that down. Time Jean-Claude killed. Van Damme. Title of script. Time killed. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's it's still pretty stressful. Like it, that's that's sort of the call to like, hey Mario, stop, mm-hmm. stop trying to pry open that Koopa shell with your knife and get moving. What are you doing? <laughs> get a move on Mario. Pepping the step. Yep. Get to that flag. 
Mm-hmm. That's what Mario does. Right? That was my that was my turtles. That was my impression of Miyamoto developing nice. developing the game. What are you doing, Mario's gonna get to them turtles? I live in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. It's like he's in the room with I, us. I met him a couple times. We're oh. kind of buddies. Oh, see, see. He's like Christopher. I heard you like my game. Said I have the Mario in it. I do, Mister Miyamoto. I do. These are good things to know. I'm gonna give you my private number. Thank you. How much longer do I have to keep doing Miyamoto impressions? Um, the entire show. We're just going to watch. All right. It's fun. All right. It's, it's your show now. As far as I I'm thought concerned. you were going somewhere with that, so that's why I was waiting for you to finish up. I also like Zelda. This makes me so happy. <laughs> Miyamoto is pleased. You are satisfied. And we've uh, created our first VGA character. <laughs> Brooklyn Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, oh, good times. Uh, better than Shy Fonzie. All right, uh, we should we should say that Miyamoto was not just on the microphone. That was in fact yeah, me. Yeah, right, we, we do need to clarify. I don't want a lawsuit. Like, mm-hmm. Needs to be cleared. Shigeru Miyamoto is probably in Kyoto right now. He's probably yeah. Oh, he's probably not just, listening to our show. Just imagine him holding his iPhone up to his, his face, the big angry face. Oh, video game apocalypse! Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how people. In I Japan was just trying to the con- name of our show. I was and trying he spikes to spikes it on the ground and it shatters, and Iwata immediately brings him another. I one. was trying to conjure the ridiculous image of Miyamoto actually listening to Vichy Game Apocalypse. <laughs> that's where that's where the joke yeah, is. The, the two things I can't imagine: number one, him listening to us; number two, him getting mad <laughs> about anything ever. Yeah. I can't imagine Shigeru Miyamoto mad. He's like the Mister Rogers of game design. <laughs> he does. He always has a great a great cardigan on. Mm-hmm. He does. Waving his Zelda sword and shield around. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yeah, he cute. does make me happy. <sighs> Every time I see him. But yes, stressful music. Mm-hmm. We are in agreement. Yeah. Yes. Also, because this was kind of short, we have more stressful music because, well, actually, before we get to that, um, wanted to point out that uh, speed up music has mm-hmm. become so universal that it's it's stayed pretty much the same across Mario games for the past twenty. Well, that, that seven, very first beginning years. part, anyway. Yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. of the song kind of changes, oh, yeah. but even to the newer games, that that beginning part, yeah, it stays. Yeah. I mean, that was that was from the DS one, the new mm-hmm. Super Mario. It's all Brothers. over Galaxy as well, and yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I like that. It's yeah. immediately it's so recognizable, and it's immediately understood. It's mm-hmm. it's like gamer shorthand for you know hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's, get it's, your ass in gear. I, I, there are even some modes called rush mode, I think, and it, like it starts with the level will just start with that music. Oh wow! Is is almost like the same way a, somebody would fire a gun in a race, like go now, fast nice. as you can. Bang! Mm-hmm. I don't have a bang sound. Bang. But it's it's interesting that um, Super Mario Brothers two again mm-hmm. in the U S. I bring us back to this. Mm-hmm. It was the first, and I don't know if it was the only Mario game. Probably not the only Mario game without mm-hmm. a timer. Yeah. So, but it had its own very unique brand of stress inducing music. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have I have heard this in my head like probably once a week since hearing it for the first time. It it stays there and it's eternally stressful, mm. even though it just signifies oh you're fighting Birdo, and maybe you'll have to fight that hawk thing if it decides to come alive. Uh, <laughs> a weird door. You don't warp properly because um, you really want to head into from one to four. Yeah, where you which ones? Which is the one with the whales? Is that four? Yeah, four. That was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember, like, he, oh, and, you need to immediately who, warp ahead. Like, I don't want to warp. This is such a cool level. And who do it's you got use? Whales. 
Princess. The prince. Princess. I, like, I don't stool. think there's a level where you go in one door and I don't know to, to cross giant ice gaps, mm-hmm. and the princess can just jump over them. I'm not sure if I've ever seen what's in those doors. That's how every yeah. other character has to enter these levels. Really love that. I love the pitchfork, bumblebee, duck jump, duck jump, duck, duck jump, duck jump, duck jump, jump. That's the I, <laughs> look. Now you, that's the that's the code. You jump, duck, jump, duck, jump, duck, jump, duck, what jump, is duck. This? Uh, there's a portion where you're sliding along super fast. Oh, and right, a bunch of yeah. bees come at you, and that's the pattern. Jump, duck, jump, duck, jump, yeah. duck, jump, duck. That should is be the title this of the episode. Super Mario Brothers too. Jump, yeah. duck. Huh. Absolutely. I thought Somebody you were talking, out there about, talking like about like sliding under like a. But you a are, low crevasse. You are. You're sliding under an enemy. You're jumping oh, over okay. an enemy, sliding under an enemy. Huh. Jump duck, jump duck. Okay. And since you're on ice, you slide at the same oh, speed oh, you run. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Like, I, I was thinking, like, when you run really fast and you crouch at the last second to get yes. into a tiny gap, Don't and then you just that. keep hitting jump to, mm-hmm. to jump through oh, the that, this is also a, This in. is also a thing. Yeah. We can do that, too. Mm-hmm. We should do that afterwards. We should. Mm. Just for fun. Just mm-hmm. line up in the living room and do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was interesting ways to semi-break games. Mm-hmm. It always makes me really happy when Ice Level's Brett will just moonwalk into a Mega Man <laughs> boss stage. <laughs> Fantastic. Ice Level's Brett? Is mm-hmm. that his name now? Ice Level, Ice Levely Brett. Mm. All right. I think, uh, unless we have anything else nope, to add to that's this. All the sounds that's we that's have a pretty short time. top five. Yeah. Um, just as well, though, because we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about we in the next do. segment. And this mm-hmm. episode, maybe will actually be a little shorter, like we keep trying to in all the episodes we've done for the past, like, five. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a bunch of you in the comments have been like, don't worry about doing nice shows, or nice shows? Don't worry about doing long shows. <laughs> we always worry about doing nice That's, shows. You're thinking of your mother. Michael, yeah, why can't about, you do a nice show? Why, don't worry about doing nice shows. We're happy with this horrible mess you put out every week and, and dare to call entertainment. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't worry about doing long shows. And we don't. But that's the problem because we have a limited amount of bandwidth. Yeah. And so it, it kind of, we, we have to get them under a certain length to. What really make them shocks palatable. me is that people actually enjoyed that bro episode we did a couple episodes ago. And they yeah. were actually, a couple people were upset that we didn't have more bro puns in our last <laughs> we, episode. We had a few. We, we had, had a couple, and we thank had, God I think, we didn't just have the more, right amount. Because my brain's going to explode. Yeah. I was talking Is that to the one titled Rad Bromance? Yeah. Yes. One of the greatest titles I've ever seen. Oh. Rad Bromance. That was him. Well, thank you. It's, it's a very Michael It's also title. the song well, we used. Yeah, I, I, I came up with it after initially hearing that song, and then I realized, like, oh, so did everybody else. Mm. <laughs> so did absolutely everybody else. Yeah, but I believe the last episode of Laser Time I did was called like Watching the Unwatchable and like, yeah, it's really crappy. I was not proud of myself. It's not so bad. I'm really bad with titles. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, talking to my, my wife Diana about that one, and she's like, yeah, it would have been funnier like if you made a bunch during the top five and then they just came up every once in a while instead of constantly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we just, once we started, we couldn't stop <laughs> and then by the end we were bro crazy. Hi, Diana. I know you're listening to my show. Hi. I'm right next to you. Yes. That's what you should have said. It doesn't make sense what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a little God creepy. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> you just right, wait for to listen to that portion of the podcast and just stare at her and <laughs> Just like, die. I know you're listening. Die. Hey, die. Hey, die. Die, look at me. Die. Hey. All right. I actually thought you were th- I really thought you were threatening her at first. <laughs> Diana. No, well that that's that comes in uh, that, that comes up whenever I try to shatter name and we're in a crowded space. It just suddenly is like, oh, it sounds like I'm yelling at somebody to die. Yeah, you sound like someone in our neighborhood. Yeah. A wandering screaming hobo. 
we well, have, he was screaming a word that started with N. I, I don't mean <laughs> so, to sound... Yeah. In, in, that, yes, that is an incident that Nintendo! happened... Nintendo! Recently. <laughs> Big uh, fan. We have in my neighborhood what I call some of the greatest and most entertaining NPCs. That, <laughs> Dude, the people in this neighborhood They do always nuts. say the same thing. Yes, if you walk do. up to them, they repeat themselves. And I, 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 it's so weird to think of it like that, and I do, because I'm usually have, like, like in GTA, I have... My music turned up, and I'm not paying attention to the civilians around me, and they're just talking and crazily going along with their lives. And in this neighborhood, it's way more like a video game. Especially when you get down near to near the uh, battered woman shelter or whatever is down yes, there. Yes, yes. Yeah, they no. start getting crazy over there. Medication under Samantha. Fine, it's Sam, and I just keep walking. <laughs> and it's like a whole story was told to me. Like, wow. Right there. I've been approached by a lot of women who apparently just got out of prison. Yes. Oh. Yeah. If you don't give me a cigarettes. cigarette, I will call the <laughs> civil war. And I just keep walking. Okay. That's my favorite one I've ever heard. The guy they was going to pit brother against brother <laughs> over a cigarette. Wouldn't you? Yes. Civil war. It'll turn the nation against itself. Yeah. Half the country will side with me. <laughs> Jed wants a cigarette. That's our banner. Jed. I had to assign a name to him in the heat of the moment. I know. <laughs> he, wasn't like, even, he wasn't even close to a hillbilly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is Jed okay. a hillbilly? Yeah, I guess it is. This is going worse than the techno joke last episode. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it. We made a techno joke last episode? I see you don't even know that's what it was. That's how bad it was. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I'm sorry, we got we got drunk a little in the last we episode, did, but did. that was very early on. on Let's finish this fucking yeah. segment. Sorry, All right, sorry. we're going to take a little break. Can we when close we... with the scariest, most stressful music ever? What's that? The Silent Hill dog song. God damn it. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Hope you're liking the show so far. Uh, if you are, please head over to vigigameapocalypse.com. Find this episode's comment page and drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Be sure to answer our question of the week. All that good stuff. Yeah, anything? if you if you want to say anything about the show, if yeah. there's anything you like, don't like, you want more of, you want less of, let us know. We really do pay attention to those guys. So drop us a comment if you'd like to see anything changed or if you particularly love something. Also, find us on iTunes, Vigigame yes. Apocalypse. It's very important right? and give us stars so many stars at least five you can we, you can spare five stars we for God's eat sake. those stars we, we feed do. our children with those stars hey man i don't we have that many those. stars we you need, want me to give you five yeah we need five stars yeah. oh all right thank five you stars. was that so hard nah stranger who we've never met <laughs> hello stranger how many stars are you giving us all of the stars. <laughs> you can also go to our site and help us out by buying uh, things through our Amazon links. Those are, you know, kicks a little bit back and it doesn't yeah. actually cost you anything. doesn't cost you a thing. And all you have to do is search through that little box on lasertimepodcast.com and you can... Go and buy pretty much anything from there yeah. and it'll kick us a little bit of money. Click any of our links. We'll get a cut. And whatever you buy after you click one of our links will help us out. You can also donate to us directly by uh, just putting 
four VGA or four VGA game apocalypse when you donate. And, yeah, and click that's, the donate button on Laser That's amazing. Some people have already done that. Which and is thank you from the bottom of thank our hearts. Thank you, thank you so much. We're we're in, sincerely flattered that people like the show enough to actually want to kick us money. So yeah, your your efforts are really very much great. appreciated. And we'll get a list of all of the people who have donated eventually, and so we can eventually so we can do a nice long thank you maybe with a song. I don't know. Also, go to store.lasertimepodcast.com so you can gear up. Some people apparently were at PAX recently wearing Video Game Apocalypse yeah, shirts. Yeah, represent. And that is hot. That's nice. That's what I like to hear. So yeah, let's get back to the show. Everybody, welcome back to segment two of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm falling asleep, so this is very is that energetic. So it's a very like energetic NPR? podcast. Yes, well, that's a good is... way to start. Hi, I'm Tyler. I'm here now. I'll bring in. Oh, gosh. oh, right. Sorry, we forgot, we forgot. you were there. You were, you <laughs> were so busy small during and the first half. I was busy writing. You were about hiding under a leaf. GDC. Under a toadstool. Yeah, I was. You didn't get to go to GDC this year. I'm well, sorry. I didn't it's either. It's really fun. I didn't do a lot at GDC. I just went to the parties. Mm. Yeah, well, didn't those are fun. We'll talk about that more yeah, later, we'll, though. We'll get into that in a little bit. I um, want to start it off with new releases. It's not a fantastic week. Nah. Um, Defiance finally came out. Yeah. Um, and it's tied in with the sci-fi show. Yeah, it's an MMO shooter. Potentially with interesting. Yeah, with aliens on Earth that have... Mm-hmm terraformed earth and it it's set potentially in, it's set in the bay area at least partially so that's yeah kind of they, cool. in the trailers they show off the golden gate bridge i'm like hey the funny thing i is, drive across that a lot <laughs> when i was first hearing about it like they wouldn't say it was set in the bay area they said it was like on another planet and i'm like but that's clearly the bay area yeah, or maybe they didn't on, say that it's set on earth well the golden gate bridge is a universal design spread yeah. across the galaxy or maybe i just misinterpreted what they said but it, it seemed like, like they were trying to say no it's, no it's basically aliens came tried to colonize earth there was a big war now every Everybody gets mm-hmm. along, but there's monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good setup. That's long and short. Thing. Uh, and that show is. Wait, so be... we are not fighting the aliens? They are um, our friends. I think some of them are our friends. Hey, I don't friends. really know. There are there are bug it, aliens. Isn't it post like whatever war went down? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's starts. It's the first. alien human reconstruction. Okay. Sure. Cool. Um, also out this week, Ninja Gaiden Three: Razor's Edge, um, which is an enhanced version of Ninja Gaiden Three, which. As you'll recall, enhanced versions are what came out before we had hard drive equipped consoles that could support <laughs> DLC. Mm. So mm-hmm. I have no idea if it's actually better than the horrendous Ninja Gaiden 3, but mm. um, that, I think that's kind of the point. I haven't played it though, so who knows? Yeah, mm. but we all played Ninja Gaiden 3. Well, you played it, maybe. That's uh, very presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had played it considering you just said it was horrendous. Uh, all the reviews were horrendous. Oh, yeah. It was not yeah. It was not a phenomenal game, Except no. Except I don't mm. even remember what we gave it. I think we gave it an 8. I think we had a freelancer do it. Yeah, I think that was. we were the only ones. Anyway. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it was not a good game, though. Except it didn't I played it, and it was terrible. Not terrible. By all accounts. I would probably give it like a 5. Mm. That, that should be that should be a rating yeah. like descriptor on some website. Turbo. Turbo. T u r r apostrophe this b-l-e. This is turbo. 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 Uh, let's see. End of Nations came out, um, and a bunch of other things. So uh, yeah, we're really skimming through these really quick because none of us particularly have any investments in any of these no, games. Well, they're not particularly. 
Like I, we just we just closed out a week with Bioshock. Yeah, Infinite, so. for God's sake, these are kind of a letdown afterwards. Yeah, I'm sorry, true. producers of all these games. That's just the way it is. We'll have something more fun to talk about next week. I yeah, think. but I mean, there have been a bunch of uh, revelations and, and unveilings in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, one of them, Chris, we wanted to have <gasps> you what, talk what? about. Yes, which is a yeah. I know you're just <laughs> now waking up. What happened? Uh, another 8-bit classic got greenlit yeah, yeah, yeah. for a uh, a remake coming when? Um, summer. Summer, summer and what is it? Do tell. Uh, duck, duck tail. It's, I've been, uh, the code word has been, for me, has been in the office way too, game, uh, Can you games, finish a sentence, games you're, Yeah, games you're, you're really making, bad at Games this. you're me- making leak all the time. Okay. And, um. You know the games you, that are you're working on advanced league all the time. So I've been afraid to say the word Ducktales mm. uh, for months out loud, and I've just been saying details. And I realized ah. I just said that too, and it's not interesting to anybody else except for the fact that all my full I wouldn't write the word in emails to people about the game wow. who are working on it. I wouldn't write the name in uh, on my folder. So now all I have all these stupid folders that say details on them. And I tried changing something and then ruined the file structure. So, like the men's magazine. Uh, it's, it's a boring story. It's just, it's just, I can't believe how afraid I was. But it was, it was super exciting to, because people were asking us, people were asking us, like, what are you going to reveal? And it's like, it's not that I, even my friends, I'm not withholding information from anybody. I don't, I don't enjoy that at all. Or I like the surprise. And man, was this a fun surprise! It was a fun surprise in the form of a sing along. And like to be in the room when that bass. If that bass kicks in, and I would, I remember like, oh man, we're gonna need that bass, and I think we had to like, we had to like uh, extend the bass a little bit, and then get permission to get the bass going a little bit more mm-hmm. when the song you kicked in, so people would get it. Why did you and need permission to, to amp up the bass? That's because weird. We, we based that song is licensed. It's a licensed song. Like yeah, but so we can't. You can't. What does it know. matter if you're messing with the levels? Well, I mean, that's that's uh, all these kind of things need approval by Disney. Wow. And um, but they've been super cool about everything. I mean, they're behind this project 100. percent And that's that sort of thing. I think that took everybody by surprise. Is that we always had just assumed it would never ever happen, because whatever party wouldn't be interested. And the reality turns out to be that both parties have been interested for some time, and we're completely behind it. And that's an, <laughs> the, the only misconception on my end is that um, we did a show called Talk Radar. I worked at a site called Games Radar. Mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck was in my profile for years. I've, obviously, I've sung the praises of DuckTales yeah. for <laughs> that's, years. That's one of the reasons I was hoping to have both you and Brett on mm-hmm. is because like, that is a game you both love. Yes. So the fact that this is happening, like, how long have you been at Capcom now? Um, seven, eight months. It took you that long to take over the company yeah. and ram your dream project. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think, I, think, I think Capcom deserves a ton of credit because like, people are... Single hand, and maybe you're even joking, but like, congratulate. I can't believe how did you do this? I'm like, I must have learned how to make games and negotiate yep. huge deals with Disney in the last seven. <laughs> no, that thing was like well in the works. Uh, and everything, what could be better? What could be better about it? You know, me, what could be better about it? Disney, Capcom, way forward. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, it's the perfect trinity. I, I can't, I still can't believe it's happening sometimes. And if I sound, I hope I don't sound too shilly. I'm barely wearing the Capcom hat, but you guys all know me. I there's a DuckTales animation cell in my house. Yep. Um, I am very excited about that. It's one of my favorite games from t- uh, all my favorite companies from way forward, way forward. Who I don't even like. To, I don't. I don't. Um, I hate to say this because I 
but you know, you've played WayForward's games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly tell at least they're inspired by an era of gaming. And I want to say they were in, they were inspired by DuckTales. But they're inspired by that era where DuckTales came out and stood out. And just the idea that they, then they're, they're the masters of the throwback. Mm-hmm. Of like recreating that classic feel of that era. And they're, they're so good. I bet yeah. they're very proud I'll stop of that. babbling. I'll stop no, babbling. No, what I love about it, and I, I don't know if you can say this, but hmm. people love to rag on every big publisher. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the headline is or what you did. Mm-hmm. There's... Literally nothing here you can be mad about. It's it's I, it's I clearly seen... a service for the fans. So I just like to see people be positive and like mm-hmm. uh, seeing positivity in the in gaming culture is so it's refreshing. So rare. <laughs> seeing universal popularity and it's like either you have never heard of this or you're over your you're out of your head excited about it. Mm-hmm. There, there's that's the two things you've never heard of Ducktales or you're losing your mind right now. Right. So, so can you talk about the content of it at all? Like, sure. Is is it essentially just the original game with new graphics, or are the things being added? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of stuff being added. Like, I mean, hmm, what would be most important Other than to the Michael? swimming the money in the money bin? Okay, bit? now that doesn't, and I swear that doesn't sound like anything, and it shouldn't be anything. Mm. You need to see the smiles of jaded company men wow. who stop the way the way I sit there and I play in the pool. They're that's it. But jumping jumping into the money bin is something I think we've all wanted to do, and it's never <laughs> been recreated anywhere. And it's the money bin is also your progress. Ah. So as you collect more money throughout you are the stages, literally swimming in your own progress. You are swimming in your own progress. <laughs> but he gets in there and he spits the coins out, and then you. You'll cl- you climb back up one of those traditional Ducktales chains and then change your mind to dive right back in. It's just <laughs> it, everybody does it, and it's like nice. what? It's just a thing to swim around, and then they do it for ten minutes, and it's <laughs> it's fantastic to watch. I don't know. There's not many experiences like that to bring a smile. To s- the whole office is still humming the theme song. Yeah, I, I walked in the morning that was announced, and uh, Chris Hoffman, who works with me at MacLife, just mm-hmm. like turns on and it's like, so what do you think of the news? Uh, what what news? And he just like sends me the trailer, and I hear that. Because I'm a big fa- was a big fan of You're the Man Now, dog. Mm-hmm. I immediately think of I think it was the Norwegian version, which begins with Morphine, Morphine. makes the holy known Anka Lena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I, yes, love the th- oh, God, love the theme song. Mm. I forgot what I was going. What was I going to say? Anyway, whatever you want to, whatever you want to ask. Um, uh, but did new, you play new did, levels? Ducktales two, Rescue Rangers. Um, uh, throwing random words out. Well, it, it's just Ducktales, and it's it's most it's a remake, uh, a remaster, obviously mm-hmm. of Ducktales one. But if you couldn't tell by the trailer, there is a ton of new content. Uh, the demo was the Transylvania level. Yeah, with the mummy ducks. With the mummy ducks, <laughs> the mummy ducks are very iconic. Duck mummies, dummies. But there are several things that have been greatly enhanced, like the minecart stage is a little longer, um, and mm. the the boss battles in particular. If the, the boss battles would not necessarily, I don't think they. The game holds up remarkably well, okay. and I say the boss battles since they're just like a hit three times, move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a pattern that does so like the boss battles are way more intense and filled with different things. And the terra firmi is still there. Um, I can't confirm that. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I can absolutely confirm it. Like, like if, if it the, the point, if, if it was in the original game, uh-huh. it's in it's in DuckTales Remastered. Okay, cool. Uh, if it was in the show and not in the game, mm-hmm. 
there's a good chance it might be in the game somewhere, oh. somewhere else. Does, does Launchpad do something other than just hover around in the weird little <laughs> helicopter plane thing? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he does. That's, that's good to yes, know. Yes, he does. And like, and there there have been like um, small story threads sort of linking it all together. Hmm. And that's what leads me, what I think is absolutely one of my favorite things where like, all I wanted was a new DuckTales game. You didn't have to get the entire vo- I feel like I'm not talking like a professional like company man. You had man. me at DuckTales. Yeah, like you had me at DuckTales. You didn't have to go get the ori- like members of the original voice cast to come and record wow. dialogue wow. for the show or uh, for the game. So Alan Young, who's been doing Scrooge McDuck since 1974, Good God. is a star of Mr. Ed, the Time Machine. <laughs> Is in this ga- is in this game like Damn. I and I the only way I can think about it the game, it looks hand drawn, it looks gorgeous and it's kind of the game, I'm pretty sure Capcom would have made in 1989 if they could have. if they could have if they could have, well, that's I don't know that's the thing I was trying to segue into earlier I think that's what makes Ducktales an anomaly like seeing the crowd lose their minds, and we were we were filming people for the sing along right there's a sing along video up right now. Mm. Um, that we filmed and we're filming people for the sing-along and PAX is weird people want to see the big announcements and applaud oh but do you have have you seen the trailer the trailer that opens up with quotes uh, super dramatic it's yes, a mislead yes. it's a super dramatic song uh, super dramatic music like one of the most defining games of the era Cliff Bazinski yeah, those aren't the exact quotes <laughs> uh, and it ends with please stop emailing me for a quote, Tim Schafer. Right. Those are all actually real and confirmed quotes from those people. Did, how much did you have to do with getting them and putting that together? Um, no, that was actually... Uh, hmm. I, I, I'd probably say that. Like, you know I Am 8-Bit? Mm-hmm. I Am 8-Bit made that trailer. Oh, wow. And that was that was their idea to do the sing-along. And we, we'd been having a lot of fun with um, misleads. Uh, See, you did the trailer for Mega Man Cross Street We Fighter, did, we did. But Street like, Fighter Cross Mega Man, so I just assume that that's... Like, you do all Capcom's trailers mm-hmm. now. I mean, like... Everybody gets to have a say in something like that somewhere, and I am, like, working closely in the title. I, I like um, helping out in certain things with Capcom, mostly on the Capcom uh, Unity side, which you can see a ton of. Capcom-Unity.com slash DuckTales. Oh, shit. Uh, I have a page now where I get to... You have your own page I, well, on the internet? I have a page where every day... Uh-huh. My job uh-huh. is to mess around with DuckTales assets and fans. Ooh. And that's, yeah, woohoo. That is the, so there, there's might stuff even there. say woo. I need to, I even need to slow down. I've been keeping some of it off the front page. <laughs> hey, yeah, it was a slow burn, but you got it. It was, it was the joke I was alluding to. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Love that sound. Um, no, yeah, super cool. I, I, I have never seen anything uh, accepted so with such universal positivity. And that's what I was saying before about. Uh, we were talking about like a TV company being able to talk to um, Nintendo into making a game. Mm-hmm. It's very weird to see a licensed game develop with somebody of the caliber of Capcom nowadays. Where do licensed children's shows normally get developed? Or do, do they get remembered forever? And DuckTales? Yes. Yes, yes they do. The games? Um, do you want me to stop talking? No, I'm, I'm just confused now. I thought you meant that the shows get remembered forever. The games based on those shows. Like, where do uh, those go? Where do those go? Where do they go into the zeitgeist of history? Landfills. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 Wither uh, rocket power for the GBA. And you look, you look at the 80s group, excited by DuckTales, there is no chance that you ever, some of those kids ever saw the show on television. 
But the game yeah. has held up and been championed by gamers longer than the show has been airing on television. And I think that's a very, very, very rare instance. And I think a, you're right. a testament to why I think the game's going to work with people. Because it's still super, it's still incredibly fun. Well, it is like, it's literally one of the greatest 8-bit games yes. ever made. Yes. So, it's, its reputation is deserved. Yeah, yeah, going through and playing it, I'm just, I mean, have you played it recently? No. And... But I remember playing the shit out of it when I was a kid. So like you're just roaming around the level and you walk past a spot and a giant gem pops up behind you or you mm-hmm. jump a certain place in the level and boom, a gem pops out of the air. Like I, That's not even something I feel like I see anymore where there's just, hey, why don't you try jumping and putting your head right here at this specific pinpoint of level and see if something will happen. There's like weird exploration, yeah. explorational things like just jump off this ledge, see what'll happen. Mostly I just remember the feeling of like golf swinging objects that uh, Scrooge would like just walking mm-hmm. up to them and getting to the point where he shakes his tail feathers and then thwacks it or uh, uh, pogoing around on his cane because that's a thing that he should totally be able to do. Yes, and he can. Well, what, one, my favorite piece of animation in the game and it, it, the animation is gorgeous is Scrooge gearing up to hit stuff oh yeah and then if I back in the original game if you hit something that either can't be hit or you have already hit like a tombstone in the Transylvania level mm. you just get this awkward sound and his head kind of shakes a little bit oh, right, now yeah. you get this full on like his legs kick up in the air his glasses shake and feathers fly off of him uh, if he hits something that cannot be hit, and it looks, it's super quick and super cool. But does that like mess it up for hardcore fans? Like, oh man, it was only three frames of animation before, now it's five. <laughs> Again, it better, it better, it's more representative. It's thrown off my entire game of that cartoon. I, I don't know how much I, I, I love that cartoon. It's it's definitely a product of its time, but like if you look at it compared to other things that came out in '87. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it was all, it was pure quality. It's that, beautiful. That it's beautiful and to the watch. Shows that follow. And I, I still I still love it. I still think it's fantastic to watch. I know you've read mm-hmm. Carl Barks's comics, which oh, are yeah. still amazing to read. Mm-hmm. And they're largely based off of all of that. Um, where was I going? Fantastically racist in places. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Not DuckTales is the no, point. No, not DuckTales. Never DuckTales. <laughs> I like that's... that the ESRB rating descriptor is fantasy violence. Fantasy, vi- <laughs> fantasy violence. <laughs> well, there is that <laughs> stage where Scrooge, like, picks up a sword and slays a dragon. That doesn't... Like... That does not happen. I, it's going on record. It's the dragon's dogma crossover level. It, it is, no, not, that is not happening either. <laughs> I did not know this would be what the show is about. Uh, uh, that's not happening. Damn it! Give us the hard truth about Ducktales. And it, what's great, what, what's what's great is that like we're we're being totally upfront with like almost everything in, in the game. I personally am not going to tell you a lot of things because I can't wait for people who care to experience them in person. It's going to be absolutely wonderful if you have any reverence for the show or the game to see the things that have been enhanced and added to. Like, cause it's uh, you know I can I can blow through the Ducktales game. Uh, pretty quickly if I wanted yeah. to um, but there are definitely there are, all, there are always reasons there were multiple endings in the first game and you wanted to get all that money that's true you want to get all that money but it's not like a couple other people I talked to when it came out I was like are you excited about this and they're like oh, it's just the same game with different graphics I'm like well it seems like there's much more to mm-hmm. it than that and even if it were when was the last time you played that game it yeah. has it, that it hasn't been officially available uh, yeah. in two yeah. decades I think has to mean something and the fact that both companies involved had been incredibly we I don't know for me I was a I when I went to PAX people were like 
you bothering Seth Killian so much on a podcast is what made this kind of thing happen. I'm like, well, yeah, times a million. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people have been bothered. Like, it wasn't just you. Like, everybody wanted Duck. Every, everybody Ryan. wanted it, but I think people had gone silent on it because people started to understand what was involved. A big company mm-hmm. like Disney and a big company like Capcom. And they both got together. Pitches were made. Disney coming to... I think Disney recommended Way, For- Way Forward, which is just like a beautiful notion that they're aware of mm-hmm. Way Forward being beautiful. Oh, Way Forward is like one of the last great uh, development houses that does 2D animation. Yes. Yeah, they do a very specific type of game, and that's games that either look or feel like games I used to play that are mm-hmm. completely digestible to anyone raised in the modern era of gaming. Yeah. And and I don't think anybody's better at that than them. I'm, I'm so excited, man. It's weird that, like, I remember the Holy Grail in mm-hmm. the 80s was, like, a, a game that looks just like a cartoon. Yeah. And and now we have that. We did that. And we, we don't have to have shitty Dragon Slayer in order to have that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We can yes. have sprites that look like cartoons. Oh, no, that's what, what one of the details I do like um, that fans of the old game will love. Do you remember how you pogoed in the game? Yes. Um, and that was to hold B on the AB controller mm-hmm. and push down. Right. I remember as a kid, it was a little difficult to pull off. Okay. So now there is a hard pogo option. Hard you can, pogo. Hard pogo. You can do the harder version of the pogo, or you just hit B. Yeah. And like, and I honestly don't understand why the original game made you hold down and B, it's, considering B wasn't used for anything else in the air. Well, it's a, it's a natural motion because you're it holding is. the stick down, and if you've played Zelda two, then you're. It's down true. It's, that is very very true. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the, that it's was the, the mechanics same in Zelda. But it's but I love that's what I love about that kind of stuff. It's optional if you want it, do it. I don't. I don't, I prefer right. just the B. Hmm. Just the B. Just the B. Just the B. Just the B button. And that's sometimes the square the X X button. Ah. Yeah, sometime in the summer. What platforms? Uh, Wii U, uh, PS3, and 360. Nice. No PC. Um. There have been things said. Oh, okay. All right. I don't want to. <laughs> don't put too far. don't put me on the grill. But uh, <laughs> I want to. Uh, before we move on really quickly, hmm. I don't, have we ever addressed faux nostalgia? Uh, hmm. Nostalgia? Faux nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Is that... Because I'm reading the you YouTube getting comments. getting nostalgic for th- something that you were too young to have ever seen? <laughs> yes. Like, the, the, there's a lot of people genuinely saying, shut up and take my money. Yes. There's a lot of people also... I believe that's the number one YouTube writing, comment. Writing like 12-year-old mm-hmm. saying, oh my god, can't believe this coming back. Can't wait. And I'm like, where did you visit really a link for discounted Chinese linens? Did you I'm really too young play to Duck think Tales? that most things are exciting too, and I still get excited. I mean, this. Did yeah, you see I the never, show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched well, the that's, show. This show. Oh, well. I, it is important but to remember. Like, it was. Uh, it was. I never the, played the game, but no? I'm still. No, I never played the first one, which I'm sure you're mad about or no, somebody's no, mad it, about. It, I don't it, know. it was not available to your generation. It wasn't, but I did love the show. Yeah, the show is instantly lovable, and I forget. That yeah, we had the Disney afternoon, but that that ran for like twelve years. So I think we were probably over watching afternoon cartoons, mm-hmm. and that was probably still being rerun on like a, a cable Disney Channel yeah. somewhere. I think I think I lost interest in it somewhere like just after Darkwing Duck, at really? about the point where the Bonkers transition over into to Goof Troop. Oh, Goof and, Troop and was bonkers. great. No, no, it was Goof Troop then Darkwing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Bonkers, you weren't in the Marsupilami era, the Quack Pack. 
I remember Marsupilami. <laughs> I remember the French comics Marsupilami originally came from. Yes, yes. That was weird. Uh, There's a new movie coming out that's oh, not why? Disney. Why? Yeah, well, it's the French version you wanted, I, I'm guessing. No. Come on. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> I, never, I never said I wanted Marsupilami. I just remember reading French comics when I was a kid and, and not understanding why is this thing here. Well, that's I can only speak of Till Bonkers because that's when the Capcom partnership ended. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> there, there is a really cool bonkers game that Capcom made. Yeah, I remember that. Well, it's it's weird, like how many of Capcom, how many Capcom luminaries kind of cut their teeth mm-hmm. on the Disney games, and yeah. like found out uh, Shinji Mikami, mm-hmm. like one of his first games or his first game was Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Yeah, and it's it's really good. And what I also love about those games is that I guess, I guess it was an era where Disney didn't know what kind of game it wanted. And all so it let Capcom tell them. It, it did. I think. I think they Which trusted was the way to go. Capcom to, to uh, make the kind of game they wanted. And Goof Troop is this really weird top-down, link to the pasty Jurassic Park kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, True Lies. Tails, yeah. Tailspin is a side-scrolling flight shooter. Mm-hmm. And Which I didn't like at all. Like, I, I, I felt that was completely inappropriate. Because you did? Well, because well, Blue, Blue doesn't shoot. Exactly, he never has guns. Exactly. Mm. He, he drives, a, well, flies the Think of them as like transport a banana cargo that Kit the Cloud Kicker is tossing mm. out the front bay. Mm. Perfect. And you know what? If it's ever remade, that's probably what the explanation will be. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred the awful, awful Turbo Graphics game to... No, you did not. <laughs> you did not. With its weird music. Oh, you did not. <laughs> he was throwing <laughs> snowballs. Here's my favorite exchange from the YouTube comments. Oh, well, I guess Bioshock will have to wait. Bioshock sucks. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a level of discourse. <laughs> it's <laughs> poetry on YouTube. It really is. I, poetry of YouTube. In, in, YouTube. In my job, it's I, it's... I think it's how people can... You could go mentally insane having to read YouTube comments related to... As opposed to physically Your, your trailer. Like, me, no. Yes. Mentally. You, you could go absolutely mental, Michael. Uh, Absolutely mental. But the the ones for Ducktales are are very positive. No, they are. Yeah, I'm I'm just going down. And that's glorious because YouTube. Yeah. I guess I can say that is the absolute worst place for discourse on the entire just, internet. You could just stop it at the worst place. No, it is the worst place. No, YouTube, YouTube is, is great. The worst place. YouTube is great. That's yeah. where. Well, it's it's fantastic if you don't scroll down past the videos ever. Yeah, yeah. It's where all my dreams go to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yet no one has told me what DuckTales is. I would really like to know what I missed. Honest, at least. Well, I, I, I don't know. I Again, I think that's a testament to the game itself because most people are informed of what the of notion of DuckTales because of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I have to say, when I see things like that, nobody's told me what DuckTales is. Mm-hmm. Like somebody asking, what's DuckTales? Fool, there's, you're on the internet. There's a <laughs> phrase that, like, Dan Savage is mostly known uh, nationwide for inventing the phrase, it gets better. Before that, mm-hmm. he invented a phrase that I think everybody should take to heart, hmm. which is GFE, or Google fucking exists. <laughs> Use fucking Google. Yep. Don't ask random strangers well, for things. Well, YouTube is owned by Google. You figured like a Google employee would step in for that you, comment. You think, and like yes. a, they just say, step coming. Well, just go fucking search on Google. 1987 television show starring Alan Young, Terrence oh. McGovern, and Rusty Taylor. Uh, all back for the, the game, like by the way. I like it when the comments just say something that happened in the trailer. Scrooge Money Swim. <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic Scrooge comment. Scrooge Money Swim. That yes. is a thing. That it happens. Scrooge does. Is that what you're doing? You're just sitting there on your phone looking at YouTube comments? Yes, they're hilarious. And you would be, you would be surprised at, at uh, weird things that are 
also added to the game. It's like anything you could have wanted out of a DuckTales game is probably going to be addressed somewhere. Mm. It's absolutely wonderful. Magicka Dispel Nudity? Uh, Magicka Dispel, do you know who does her voice? Uh, it's June Foray, isn't it? That it is. And she does it in the game. And wow! That is I... I She's one of those people that it's like whenever I hear it's like, oh, I thought I heard she died. No, she okay, is good. very much alive. And I say that about alive. the lead singer of Maroon 5 at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping one day it will be true. Yeah, but it's different no, if you're false. trying to he's, wish someone sure out of existence. Oh, he's great. Big gamer. Uh, he, is he? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. I hate his voice. It kills me. Um... Yeah, she's she's in the game. She's the voice of Rocky the Squirrel and Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's how yes. long she's been around and doing it. Um, and you know, I I didn't actually know that. I just thought about like, wait, what did her voice sound like? Oh, okay, that's June Foray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hearing hearing those voices come out of the characters is fanta- utterly fantastic. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the laughing? distribution of beers is happening behind my head. Is I'm trying to pimp the greatest thing that's ever I'm happened. Sorry, I didn't want Tyler's to get up and interrupt and you. Got you. up to get another one. Now it's beer time for all. Oh, and it's just it's it's super wonderful being able. Oh, just I can't tell you how wonderful it is to talk to Disney on this level, to where like it must be a dream for you. It is where it's like. Nerding. That it wakes I think this may be the happiest I've ever seen you in <laughs> yeah, my life. Yeah, n- nerding out to a point where like, well, now it's professional. <laughs> now it's professional. Uh, nobody can be like, mm. no one treats when I, I get to talk for maybe 10 full minutes um, about the color of Scrooge's shirt. Wow. And nobody treats me so like, well, okay. So is it green well, okay. or red? It's blue in this game, although it was red in the uh, original game. Was it? Yes. Huh. It's red in the original game. I don't know if that had this to do more with uh, the palette issues on the NES itself. Probably. Or if they were um, basing that off of the way he looked in the comics. Because Scrooge did have a red jacket from time to time in the comics. Mm-hmm. It was mostly black. Well, the man's entitled to change his clothes every he, once in a while. Well, yeah. he's, he's a millionaire, but he only he had is. one outfit. And no <laughs> pants. But do you know, you know what, what denomination of... Air he is like Carl Barks had a word for it and it's Air? incredibly silly like millionaire it was like oh. qu- quadra triple billion it, it's something he coined yeah I'm sure it's ridiculous. and it's utterly ridiculous and wonderful oh man you got all your Beagle Boys in there and they got their voice yeah it was a lot of Beagle Boys I'm pretty sure there are not that many Beagle Boys canonically oh it, we're in the trailer. running in uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was but, like an army of Beagle Boys yeah I'm, I'm not entirely sure where that sequence takes place um. But, you know, I'm assuming it's somewhere in the opening. Oh, the opening of the game is uh, there's a tutorial stage that takes place inside of the money bin. Hmm. And that's the the only footage you've seen in the trailer is of the money bin uh, and Transylvania. Hmm. Which I don't know. I'm so I'm, sh- I'm assuming all the music's going to be remastered uh-huh. as well. Uh, um, Jay Kaufman of... Way forward, uh, oh. doing the music. I, it, I bought two of his albums yeah, the other day. Uh, Double it, Dragon, Neon, and Mighty Switch Force. It's something. It's one of the, again one of those things. Like I can't believe this is happening. I it's, can't it's believe. So he's doing new arrangements. Yes. Oh, yes, he is. And uh, man, I you stay away from my hard drive. I like I <laughs> I even I I. Because there's porn. I'm asking. For, I'm, I'm going to go way out of my way to ask for permission to. And like, there's also naked ladies, but there's porn in the form of Ducktales remastered music. I know, I know we haven't released this yet, but I really need this as my ringtone. Mm-hmm. The stage clear music. You're alone. playing a dangerous game there, Antista. I am. I am. But it'll be totally worth it. I. I even said like this is going so great. I think when the game releases, I will resign. 
It, 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 it will <laughs> it not. It's because you, it, it's like grew with cheese dip. There's it, nothing more that can happen in your life that will be better. I am. Than I've, I've, I've seen the edge of the universe. And, and I've, it it's is, the end of gaming. It's time to just retire. But uh, you know me. I know a lot of the listeners know um, my background and like, you have to. There's a Mickey Mouse glass next to me. Mm. It's, it's true. It's, you are holding it right now. I'm holding it right now. I wonder now. if this you did is... an inventory of this apartment. Like, it's oh, how, what percentage of things would be Disney memorabilia? Now what, per, what percentage of this thing is Capcom, uh, Capcom paraphernalia and Disney stuff? If you go on the shelf in my back room, it's like mm. it is literally covered in dust because I don't clean very often. Scrooge McDuck mm. on top of a Bionic Commando lunchbox. Wow. And I think I think you have an entire shelf that's nothing but Vinylmations. Yes, partially, partially Vinylmations. There's hmm. a there's a Chun Li and a Roger Rabbit in there somewhere. Oh, okay, I see. I I I, uh, I love that Disney stuff, especially the um, things like that that so, have sort of fallen off. Like there hasn't been a lot of Ducktales merchandise recently. So I thought every once in a while I get a, a hair up my butt to I'll Has be there the, been any Ducktales merchandise? Uh, not in a long time, but I mean uh, there I mean, certainly the was a lot of the it. Air for like ages. But you know those characters didn't disappear. Just the the name Ducktales has sort of gone away. Yeah, true. Um, but the the show definitely put them front and center, and like Scrooge is a very very good character. Am I been talking too long? I think it's I been think like fifteen minutes. Summer twenty thirteen <laughs> Ducktales fifteen thirty whatever. Ducktales. Oh shit! Are we thirty minutes into the second segment already? Uh, do not use the S word when I'm plugging the Ducktales. You are. <laughs> oh shucks. <laughs> no, we're not being. No, we're I'm not. just kidding. All right, so moving on. Uh, GDC also happened. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons was announced as well. Oh, I hate right. yes. I hate that game. I never played it, uh, and it is fantastic. It is a great mm. beat 'em up with a ton of like crazy RPG customizations. I don't want to undersell the two pack uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Game. I tried to Super play it. Cool. We we actually have <clears throat> one of the original machines in our lobby at uh, Future, mm-hmm. and like it was turned on. It gets turned on like for special occasions, mm-hmm. and I tried playing it on one of these occasions and. I actually kind of regretted it because mm. the thing is, like, whenever I play arcade games mm. now, I always think, like, this will be really fun. And then it's like, oh, I, I really have to be somewhere, but I don't want to abandon this because I either just put a quarter into it or mm-hmm. I think I just put a quarter into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then I just end up like, no, I, I just have to leave my thief to stand there and get pummeled by goblins oh, or whatever. Oh, I see. I see. It's, it's the, the tragedy right. of abandoning uh, your game and, and also just realizing, like, this game is way too deep for me to play casually for that's, five minutes. That's the thing. There's so much stuff I don't I, uh, understand at all. I brought my little brother to work for, what was it, Bring Your Kid to Work Day. Mm-hmm. And he played on that machine and Galaga for, like, four <laughs> awesome. or five hours. Awesome. And your he brother just has good leave. taste. No, there's just a ton of different characters, and they all have different, unique abilities. And there's I haven't seen I, haven't, I don't think I've seen the entire game. You can't go is through the same. Is that also being remastered, or is it just it's a, it's it's more of a straightforward port? But uh, yeah, the Ducktales remasters it instead of a way forward port. <laughs> come on, come on, oh, <laughs> come on. I do love their name, by the way. Way forward, yeah. Way forward technologies is the full name. That's nice. A cool name. I'll shut up. Makes but... it sound like they make uh, heavy equipment. <laughs> Way forward technologies and lasers. But heavy I do industries. I do encourage people to stay tuned and um, pay attention and maybe participate in some of the stuff we have going on because a bunch of fun stuff I'd like to do. You know, I'm a Ducktales fan. Yeah. And Disney is actually allowing and helping me do things with Ducktales, and That's it's pretty amazing. So much fun. Woo, woo, mm-hmm. woo! So GDC, mm-hmm. GD Sizzle. Yeah. 
Yeah. How was that? That was the thing we sort of did. We're tired. This, this is like the first year in a while. <laughs> Last night was nuts. <laughs> the first year in a while I have avoided GDC and I was very happy to avoid GDC. And now that I have avoided it, I regret it because it Aww. seems like yeah. cool things actually yeah. happened this year. I'll tell you something. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing when it's not treated like E3 yes. um, and when developers are really there just talking openly and, and not afraid of what what PR is going to tell them not to say because they're there to right. talk to other game developers. Honestly, I want, as the press, I want to be a fly on the wall, you know? Like, I do not want to influence what they're doing there because it's for them, not us. They invite press to GDC because they know they need publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, they, they do have an agenda. It's really they, not for press. They want people to come. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's not for press. It's increasingly more for... And it, press, really, it shouldn't be, and that I think that's really unfortunate. I think press should be allowed to be there to, to cover this stuff because important discussions are mm-hmm. happening that the public cares about. But I don't want what EA did. Yeah, I think we talked about this uh, mostly in respect to to what happened with the EA thing, where they had a huge event for Battlefield Four, which we will also talk about in mm-hmm. a minute. And it just wound up being very hectic, and and I guess not a lot of people really enjoyed it. And all the footage that they showed got leaked online anyway. Well, mm. well did they make you dress in ponchos and uh, no. dance they around? They did not. No, that you know, they did with a light not. show. Okay. But well, I mean, then then anything that isn't that, I think, is well. We did passable. stand in line for about mm, over half an hour and got turned Ooh. away because we weren't on the list. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, not. Yeah. Which I kind of so thought we would out, be, but... They sent out a bunch of invites to which everybody RSVP'd, but then they didn't let you know that you had to wait to get a response to your RSVP saying, yes, you got a seat. So a bunch of the people in line thought that they had been invited and had RSVP'd for this event, only to be turned away saying, ah, mm. uh, you, you, you RSVP'd too late is, or whatever. Because it, it, it wasn't an event for press, and it wasn't an event for developers to talk about what mm-hmm. what DICE is doing with the Frostbite or anything. Yeah. It was an event for... Literally anyone. Well, I don't even understand who, who they invited. invited. There was like they a 12-year-old kid in line. I'm pretty I, sure that they sent out invites just to everybody who had registered for GDC. That could be it. And and like that's fine, like being Yeah, inclusive. there was like a 12-year-old kid behind us. It was very weird. But if you want to like but what do you but they clearly wanted press coverage. That's why they were doing this big thing. So it, it was just very strange and it was the polar opposite of the event we went to before that, which was for Total War Rome 2, which was really intimate. Mm. It was we nice. A, we yeah. had a Q&A with the developers and they got to speak openly about the game, take questions, take hard questions even um, from people. You know, someone said, hey, you know, I feel like the Rome series has kind of been very flawed. You know, what are you learning from it? And, and they got to talk, respond openly. Like, that was great. What I heard about the Battlefield 4 event, even though I didn't get to go, is... <laughs> It was developers coming out and saying, we are making a more emotional game with better story. To, like, and it was gameplay footage that did not at all look that way to me when I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> so it was it was Really PR feel talk. like they made a, sta- a mistake without, with not going with uh, Love is a Battlefield. Yeah. Because they used Total Eclipse of the Heart as the song that they played. I- Oh, yeah, have the you seen the 17-minute uh, gameplay footage? The trailer opens with Total Eclipse of the Heart, which is something that <laughs> my boss, Logan, and I have been trolling each other with for over a year because it gets stuck in your head so easily. So as soon as that came out, I just tweeted to him, 
oh man, you gotta see the new Battlefield 4 gameplay footage. <laughs> Turn up the volume. Is that is that the song that has the really funny uh, literal music video? It has one of them, yeah. It just every it has now a, and then I get a little bit. The lyrics are meant are sung to the tune of the song, but li- meant to literally match the music video of which there are ninjas <laughs> and a woman walking around a house full of ghosts. Yeah, yes, insane. that's the one. Yes, <laughs> very funny. I feel like they should have gone with love. And not everything can be the Ducktales theme song. That's only going to one no. trailer, baby. That's right. Anyway, I don't. I don't necessarily like everyone so jumping. How on. many shots in the trailer are there of uh, soldiers staring in, into each other's eyes longingly while a single tear <laughs> rolls down well, one it's, cheek? It's 17 minutes of gameplay footage that they released, or was there? Mm-hmm. A- but how is it emotional? I, it is, and and, and the, you cut off a guy's leg with a knife. That's pretty emotional. You just like I grab guess. his leg and and slice a knife through him. Like that seemed way too easy. <laughs> what, what's frustrating about <laughs> and it is then that drag him around and there's a trail of blood following. Battlefield 3's <laughs> campaign Battlefield was, was critically panned. Um, he dies. But we all liked the multiplayer quite I a bit. I loved Battlefield. 3. And and what is the battle? What is the whole series about? It's always been about multiplayer, except for the Bad Company series, which did have good campaigns. And well, the Bad Company series was great. It's primarily about everybody hopping onto the wings of an aircraft, yes. and uh, then the person who was supposed to fly it for this stunt uh, <laughs> gets beaten to the cockpit by some guy yes. who just spawned into the game and immediately crashes into the <laughs> yes. ground. And that's exactly what they should have shown. Uh-huh. But uh, of course, they like the same way they marketed Battlefield 3, they start with the campaign, even though I don't think anyone really cares that you shoot a bunch of guys and then an explosion happens. Like, we want to see the multiplayer. It just... I don't know. I, I don't like it that everyone jumps on EA all the time because mm. they are a business trying to make money and we need to accept that to some extent. But they're not doing themselves favors. Like, they really do look like an impersonal, faceless corporation when they do stuff like this where it's like, well, for Total War, I got to hear some honest responses from the developers. And for Battlefield, I got to see the campaign, which none of us care about, and hear some, you know, some canned quotes about how emotional it's going to be when it's like, well, it just kind of looks like Battlefield 3's campaign, so why are you showing, why did you why did you hype this up, like, why didn't you show us something cool? It can't be, and just thinking from the the perspective of someone who's made trailers a bunch, like Mm -hmm. it it, thinking about trying to make trailers for the original Battlefield games, there's a you have faceless, a faceless squadron, yeah. And you can't, and you are the main character, so there's no one really to focus on. I I, I do know that a single player works better for trailers. Yeah, so, so like a, mm. like presenting the cinematic scope, which the game does truly achieve. But I say, kind of appeal appeal to your core fans first, and they'll tell everyone how cool it is. And your core fans mm. want to see the multiplayer, and they want to know they want to know about the mechanics of that. They 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 kind of don't want any more hype about how cinematic and cool it's going to be because mm-hmm. we've heard that so much and it really has never yeah. delivered in a way that's satisfying. I mean, oh considering boy, the Battlefield 3 campaign, I had some issues yeah, with well, that. Remember when Battlefield 3's GDC trailer came out years ago and it looked absolutely amazing and everybody was like, oh my God, look what video games are becoming. This has to be yeah. next gen. And then, yeah, then it was Battlefield 3. Whoa, playing the, mel- the multiplayer is fantastic. But does it look that good? The multiplayer in Battlefield 3 is Does amazing. Battlefield 4 look that good? Yes. But at the same time, you know, 10 no, years... I mean, does Battlefield 3's multiplayer look that good? Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it looks it, the same. The, the yeah. sound, the, like, oh, I love the, right. the sound of the weapons in the background. Like, if you've ever oh, seen, like, news cool. footage of an actual firefight, it's not the perfect fully gun. It's like the sounds right. guns make behind you 
15 feet, tw- yeah. 200 feet. It's, it's cool. really frightening. But single yes. player is better for a trailer because it's a you can tell a story with it and mm-hmm. you can have people shouting at each other and you That's can have true. helicopters crashing into stuff because you have scripted events. But You can have that in multiplayer, too. Free cam. It's just that if you showed this Battlefield 4... You can 4, have more helicopters crashing <laughs> yeah. into stuff in multiplayer. Exactly. <laughs> um, accidentally. But it, if you showed me the Battlefield 4 trailer 10 years ago, I would have puked, <laughs> shit my pants, run home... Um, sh- puked into my pants <laughs> and then shit in my puke because y- yeah it looks stunning 10 years ago now it's like yeah I've seen how good graphics can look no it still looks stunning it's just that but that doesn't convince me doesn't of anything it doesn't look <laughs> like a game I really care about playing for the single player multiplayer Does- sure of course I'm gonna play that but do you, do you but- think maybe from their perspective they know that Tyler fans like you and I yeah, we know the multiplayer is going to be good. I, True, I, yeah. Because yeah. like that's, that's what we did with BF3. We went, oh, they're showing the campaign, but And again, it would have been, really, been really hard for them to do that 17-minute thing of just multiplayer. Mm. And and I can see why I they did watched that. It. And I, I mean, as a, as a teaser for the game, they, they picked good moments from what I'm guessing is early on in the game where yeah. there's, you know, some tension and things are happening yeah. and they, they do flashbacks and all the... What? They picked a good Rihanna song. There was a Rihanna song? Yeah, there's a Rihanna song in the trailer. Oh, I'm talking about the 17 minutes that they showed off. Well, there's got to be a 17-minute Rihanna song out there that would go perfectly <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I don't know. It, it's just confusing to me why they choose to market it this way. And I think that they, they ha- probably have some knowledge that the fans are are sold already. There hasn't really been a disappointing entry in the Battlefield series. No, except in the, on the campaign side, and that's what they showed. But, mm. you know... I have never seen the campaign for Battlefield 3. Uh, yeah, it's not very fun. Logged in probably <laughs> uh, probably about 100 hours of the multiplayer, though. When uh, I played some of the campaign, uh, I think fairly early on, there's a scene, or there's part of the game where you're in a subway. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, you're in a subway, and... I was going through the subway and you get approached by a, a group of so other enemy soldiers and they just started firing at the ground in front of them. <laughs> and I walked right up and I was standing right in front of this guy and he's still firing into the ground right in front of him. And I'm like, well, I can't go around you. Uh, I guess I have to shoot you even though you're clearly just a poor, sad character. That I, oh, so, so I shot him right in the face. He's fresh out of boot camp. <laughs> there are some problems. Shot him right in the face and I, he just stood there getting yeah, shot. I don't remember. Boot, boot camp's where you learn to shoot at boots, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I totally do respect Dice and I know that this isn't all their decision and, and they do want to make a good multiplayer game. I have no idea why I thought you meant Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I, 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 Dice I respect did. Andrew no. Dice Clay as That's well. That's a reference. Oh! Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> but, um... But, um... But, um, speaking of single-player games that people actually do care about... One of the... I only are... At the time at PC Gamer, one of the things that made me laugh the most is us joking about how this generation uh, of visuals will be defined by how many pieces of burning paper are flying by mm. in a first-person shooter. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> true. That seems to... <laughs> That seems to up itself with that every FPS. Thing, it's gotten it? worse. Like <laughs> in a game I saw, which I cannot talk about because it's under embargo. They were just they were showing me how every raindrop in a scene was actually rendered. And I'm like, well, that no, that is amazing. But are particles really it? Is this? <laughs> I just want to know why so many paper factories it? are exploding. Yeah, why is there so much burning <laughs> paper in every scene? What's on fire? Because <laughs> uh, because when it. Because particle effects look cool, 
I think we all agree. Mm-hmm. But when well, there's no reason to the have PlayStation Four is that that's yeah. the entire concept. It's but in a scene, when there's no reason cool. to have them, it's like, well, what if some paper was scattered through the air for some reason? <laughs> Yeah. What if some mad composer just decided to throw out his entire library? <laughs> yes. I, I imagine it's set it half on fire. It's like Be- <laughs> Beethoven is always really upset. And never Standing seen. there with like just wads of sheet music, releasing it to the winds. I don't mean to go behind the joke, but wh- why was that the first thing? W- guy with a lot of paper that came to your head. Okay, a mad, mad composer. composer. <laughs> I mean, it, I could don't know. Be a, it could be a frustrated novelist or like a Dunder yeah, Mifflin salesman. Those are all convenient cliches. Uh, I know. I think that was better than all of them. I just was curious <laughs> why that one. If there was some vision you had, Amadeus, I haven't seen the movie. Because, yes, yeah, literally Beethoven looking really angry and, and just throwing <laughs> fistfuls of paper into the wind. God, why can't I hear? There should be a game called Fistfuls of Paper. It's just <laughs> particle effects of paper. Uh, that's that's the indie sensation of 2016. Oh, that's right up there with Dive Kick. By the way, trademark, uh, copyright, Tyler Wilde, Fistfuls of Paper is <laughs> coming, coming soon to XBLA, PSN, and Steam. And the first chapter of your career as a patent troll has already been written. Yep. <laughs> and the DLC will be for a few papers more. All right. I, think <laughs> All right. I know you guys could and probably would talk about Battlefield for sure. constantly. But I do want to talk about uh, the, the segue I was trying to make earlier. A single-player game that people mm. actually do care about is Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom oh, wow. Pain. Yeah. Finally got the wraps pulled off completely. That's the thing people care it's about. It's no longer Ground Zeroes. It's no longer whatever Wait, the other it, title is. Um, it has nothing to do with Ground Zero. Oh, it is Ground Zeroes, it, but it that's is. not it's, the title. It's Ground Zeroes, but they, that was just the working title. Now it's yeah. And the, the fake the trailer title. they showed at the VGAs. Not to be confused with your show's tentative abbreviation. Ah, uh, yes. That 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 fake trailer that kind of fooled no one immediately, and people sort of forgot about. Yeah, everyone I've was like, forgotten about it. I have hey, no idea what you're talking. About. There had, was a fake trailer. There was. Yeah, yeah it was like five minutes of straight gameplay of a character whose face was never shown waking up without a limb and walking out. And the studio that made it was a studio no one had ever heard of, who could somehow mm-hmm. afford a trailer at the mm-hmm. VGAs, and it was like an anagram for Kojima. Yeah. And then people figured it out within five seconds Konami never copped to it, and then people just stopped talking about it. No, that, that was totally it, because that was a big chunk of the demo. It was um, kind of a sad, failed viral attempt. Was, uh, yeah, a, a character who's apparently a naked snake waking up in a hospital with, uh, at, like from a nine-year coma with a prosthetic uh, left arm, and then snake. slowly <laughs> crawling his way through I love how much nudity a, there a is hallway. In. Yeah, because the, the, the infirmary comes under siege. Yeah, I think um, so. So it's just him shirtless in pajama pants slowly crawling along the floor. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of a big deal. Apparently David Hayter is not coming back. Oh my God. The sequel. Yeah. Oh my God. Got to, someone's got to write X-Men movies. Crap. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where A, uh, he's been at this for a very long time since mm-hmm. 1998. And B, you know, maybe it's appropriate in the case of big boss for mm-hmm. somebody else to take the reins to differentiate those characters a little bit like uh, I think it was Richard Doyle who voiced him in Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, spoiler um, I have not played it yet oh well no, I'm sorry <laughs> the big big boss speaks it's in literally the first PS3 game I ever had and I have not played I'm just, uh, hmm. I hate myself you should really play it yeah why haven't you played it um, but it, it looks really amazing. Um, I will say that graphically, it's it's stunning. Um, I was seeing stuff on Twitter where people were quoting like these 
totally obtuse, like, uh, rendering engine terms that they were using to describe it. But I thought you had also seen that. Never mind. (laughs) Bossa Nova? What? No, no. Just like, uh, you know, the kind of stuff you hear, like... Donatello joke. (laughs) Sorry. Chevy Nova? Continue. Like, it's got got deferred shader... Deferred lighting? Uh, lighting, buffering, <laughs> rendering with uh All right, I'll take caustics. it, but I don't want the clear coat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, okay, fine. The point I was getting at is it looks very nice. You're right. Yes, it does. Thank you for... It's very nice. Pay uh, attention to Twitter, damn it. <laughs> someone who's... um. Had their mind wrapped up in a little game called DuckTales for Bathard. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of clear information. Like Sony announced a new console coming at the end of the year, did they not? Yeah. Yes. Have any of these games being announced now been confirmed to hit those consoles? Yes. Yeah. Which ones? Uh, Assassin's Creed Four. Four. Well, yeah. Cool. Um, Thief, I believe. Cool. Been confirmed for yeah, PS4. Yeah, Thief is next. And journey. I definitely haven't seen it. No. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me neither. Mm. Uh, or peas in a pod. I, I actually haven't either. I have not even seen the trailer. I literally for, have not seen yeah. it. <laughs> me, me too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, to, to we'll revisit Bungie's this discussion next week. I think about games <laughs> that are coming to next gen that we mm. are going to talk about. Oh, okay. That was uh-huh. and uh, uh, well, I mean, pretty much every game that's yeah, being announced I mean, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much like after GTA Five, it's yeah kind of, GTA Five. No, but at GTA Five is like the last so gasp weird of current generation. <laughs> like Very why? What, like it's another number GTA, at and it's coming out at mm-hmm. around the time a new yeah. console is coming out. Like why not? Yeah, maybe it's 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 like a bookmark. It's uh mm-hmm. or or a bookend rather on this generation. It's maybe or it's maybe probably going to be the last great game of the 360 PS. Or maybe generation. they'll announce at the last minute. Uh, coming to PS3 and PS4. Because ah, you know, if they it. announced that it wouldn't be at the last minute, it would be six months after it hit the other systems. Yeah, true. <laughs> they so still that we'd buy it again. They still haven't confirmed it for PC, so... Mm. It would Rockstar? not surprise me at all <laughs> if that those announcements come out alongside the PC ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Don't bank on it, Just but saying. it's possible. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, was that all we wanted to say about Metal Gear? Sure. Okay. It looks great. Uh, there's a video of me talking about it with Hollander Cooper on Games Radar. It's always hey, talking about Radar reacts, and I'm I'm kind of folding my arms and hunching up to the mic the whole time, so I look like a nesting hen or something. That's <laughs> 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 oh, great. Beautiful That's imagery. Great. Yeah. Um. What else did we do this week at GDC? Uh, you saw Dark. Oh yeah, I did see Dark, and I described it as being what Not would happen else? if. It's not DuckTales. What would happen if uh, Dishonored, Legacy of Cain, and The Darkness 2 kind of had a crappy baby? (laughs) I mean, no, it doesn't look bad. It it does look like all of those things kind of wrapped up into one slightly more mediocre shell. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, um, not, it's not bad, it's just that the baby's eyes are looking in different directions, <laughs> and it, it was somehow born with like this one really long right. tooth that looks like it was shaped to break out um, of an egg. You're not going to put it up for adoption, <laughs> but you're not going to love it as much as your other kids. Let's yeah, be honest. I mean, <laughs> it's and, a burden. And one of the things that, that the uh, the lovely PR person doing the demo, he was he was a very nice man. Thanks for said, doing him a favor. Was uh, that the the devs absolutely hate when the game is compared to Dishonored? They mm. hate it because really? they came up with all of those things first. <laughs> mm. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it looks interesting. It's got vampires, and and you do have sort of dishonored-ish powers. Teleportation is one of them. Uh, you White can Darkness turn two. into a shadow. Oh, Darkness Two! I said just because uh, the style is very similar. Oh. It's a very graphic novel style. Uh, I see. Um, yeah. So you know, a lot of vibrant colors, thick lines. Uh, the the cutscenes are that frozen graphic novel scene type thing with the main character talking over in a very in a very serious voice. His name is Eric. Eric Bane or something like that. I'm not really actually sure what his name is. I Sounds think it's like Eric Schwarzenegger Bane. Schwarzenegger character. Um, but yeah, it just kind of looks like they took some good ideas from other games and put them into one game that might be good, might not be so good. From what I saw, it looked decent. So. Well, it's still early, right? It's still very early, yeah. I mean, the game that they showed us wasn't... I think it was in, still an alpha. But, I mean, the game comes out in June. So it's hmm. not too terribly far away. No, that's that's a pretty short transition from alpha to release also. Um, but it w- he explained that the the build we were seeing was an older build. Oh, and they had a newer build, but this one was more complete and he had more time with it. So. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, uh, that's kind of worrisome in a way that hmm, like they didn't hmm. have the best looking build to show press. He showed us a little bit of the newer build from a later chapter, and there was a big change from what he showed us first to what he showed us later. But yeah, it's mostly just a visual change. Well, I don't know what else. Did, I mean, we went to the indie mixer. The indie mixer was. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy explaining his strategy game to uh, a couple of us. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of triangles on the screen and he was very, very, um, excited about it and, and telling us all about it. And what he was saying all sounded very cool. But then later I was talking to someone and it was like, did you understand anything that he was talking about in relation to what he was showing us? No, no, none of us did. And a lot of the games there were like that where I would play it and be like, I have no idea. I like this. I don't know why or what it's doing. But it's cool. I don't know. That's that's kind of how indie games can go. I think they're the most exciting thing at GDC this year and every year. Like the yeah. the uh, IGF Pavilion, um, which I went to with like Gone Home, mm-hmm. which I think looks great. It's it's a game where you you go to your house after being gone for a long time. It takes place in the mid nineties, yes. and you just explore your house um, where your parents and your little sister live, and try to figure out where they are. There's like a big storm going on, and it's like. I was talking to uh, Steve Gaynor, who worked on Bioshock Infinite and stuff, who moved to po- went to Portland and started the studio to make this. Mm. Um, and he was just talking about how, like, yeah, like in the 90s, you were totally helpless if that happened. Mm-hmm. If the phone line was dead. Oh, yeah. Good and point. you go home and everyone's gone. You can't call a cab to go anywhere. You can't call them to figure out where they are. So, and I just, I remembered that helplessness of being at home yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, if my parents are gone... I just have to hope they come home, <laughs> and like, and it's scary. When I, I always would imagine that there was a terrible car accident if they were five minutes late. Yeah, in oh. the mid '90s, I had parents and a and a little sister, so I. Assumed, I also had parents and little sister. I, I assumed what? that that I would feel exactly like that character. We have so, so much in common with parents, but I mean, you're actually an adult, and sisters, and you've been. I had different parents and a different little while. sister like, when I was in the mid '90s. Sure? It wasn't the same one. No, actually, that is a true story. I had different different parents in the oh, '90s man. and a different sister. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new little sister now. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, oh, okay. You meant you had a different. Have you been reprogrammed? Wow. <laughs> no. I thought you meant for me. No, <laughs> I, was, no. I was just writing it as a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I 
didn't realize that was a joke. Tyler, whatever happened in that game where you're like a two-year-old mm-hmm. in your house at night and uh, wait, what? There are oh, monsters. Yeah. Whatever happened to rain? I don't know. I saw rain on Sony's it website happen today. To rain. Yeah, huh. I brought I it up know. yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, I remember that game. Look cool." But I do know what game you're talking about. Yeah. But I'll just finish with Gone Home School. And you're not you're not a kid, really good. just to clarify. No. You're at, you're in, you've gone away to Europe to so backpack. You're, you're oh. an adult with resources, well, presumably. It only Well, you just got you just went to college and you you come back ah. after a year and like every, you're exploring your house a Twixter. And it, and it feels foreign and it's that experience of going back to your parents' house, say maybe where you grew up and you're just kind of looking around and you're remembering everything mm-hmm. but everything feels foreign because your so you, mom moved some of the furniture so around so you couldn't go like talk to the neighbors and say hey where'd no. the next door neighbors go no you're just <laughs> in the house but it is a cool idea for a game and and exploring it there's like all this like 90s stuff that comes flooding back I'm like Oh, look, a corkboard with notes about wow. phone calls that were missed. I'm uh, like, corkboard. It's all that little stuff that you forget happened and had to exist. Huh. Like, oh, look, someone's it's a so video game you. magazine. Oh, look, <laughs> it talks about the Sonic the Hedgehog TV series. <laughs> look at that, a Third Eye Blind album. <laughs> yeah, but you can like explore. I, there was like in the trailer, there were arguments on YouTube about like whether you could fit this. Like, there's a, a VHS tape that someone had clearly recorded um, like two or three '90s movies on, and there was an argument on YouTube about whether with long play yeah. you could actually fit the running time of those You could fit roughly eight hours on a long play yeah, VHS. Yeah, you could, you could, you you, could fit. You, you mean SLP. Super SLP. long play. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's not going to look good. It's Whatever, like, I did that all the time. I did it time. constantly. That's how I Just archived I have all my animes. The worst, <laughs> the worst mix VHSs in the universe. Just uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and Godfather 2. Like, just the most unwatchable combinations of movies I have on God. a single VHS. But even just stuff like a phone book with, like, notes phone in book. it and things circled. Like, <laughs> I, I forgot you it, had to, like, you, write down phone numbers. You said you said that and just, like, I lived in Florida at the time and it feels archaic. And this, well, the power goes out all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, not everything we had in our lives was chargeable. Sure, the power's been out here, like, twice. Yeah. And our iPhones and laptops retain the charge they, for the they, duration of how whatever long it takes they for them to the flip the power back on. But I do remember back then it's, do you go and talk to a neighbor? No, everybody becomes weird cave creatures <laughs> and doesn't leave their house. If, it, if, the, if the sun's not out, uh, you would just sit there over candlelight and I'd yeah. maybe read a Calvin and Hobbes book. That was the only thing I did when the power went out. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, anyway. there, are, there are looter gangs that you know roam the neighborhood just outside your door. So no, you have to, that <laughs> no. Matches. That's why you did live in Florida. That's why I ain't gonna let nobody take my guns. <laughs> anyway, it's a cool looking game. That was probably one of the coolest Sounds people cool. I talked to, Steve Gaynor, who who got this idea mm. from working on Bioshock, which is mm. a game where you discover what's going on in the world by exploring it and true and shooting to, it in the face. I, I, yeah, he doesn't have any shooting. There's no shooting in Gone Home. I know it's strange. It's um, surprising. I mean, they, about, listeners can't hear me shaking my head right now, but I'm shaking it. We're talking about cool people we met. I got to meet one of the people who wrote. Well, I b- met both of them actually. One of the, both of the people who wrote uh, Gears of War Judgment. Mm. Nice. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, one of them, good. Tom, very cool guy, is a novelist who's currently writing the memoirs of one of the other people who was in the movie The Room, mm. and he was an old friend of Tom Wiseau's. So. The book is like about him knowing him when they were younger, before they made the movie. Wow! So, yeah, well, it's only fascinating because that guy like won't 
really come clean about his past or where he comes from. Yeah, yeah. He so has, a, he has like, an accent, and he's this guy says he's foreign. He's, yeah. he, well, he, that's there's no like someone was doing research and I'm like, there's no record of him being from anywhere else but America. <laughs> and it, why would he Maybe talk like that? it's just like, like a that? deliberate affectation? Yeah, and, and then there's this guy who's like, yeah, I grew up with him. Like, then where did, where does this yeah, come they were from? Friends In before, Serbia. Long before the movie, so... Where he was a war so, uh, criminal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all the sense. It will be very interesting to read that. Did you did you get a... Someone gave you a book? No, no, no. I, he, the book's not out Worst yet. Worst swag ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool dude, though. Um, I miss... I'm, you're making me miss GDC a lot. I, yeah. I, I ran into Robert mm. Bowling. He's always fun to run into. Mm. So did you... Did you Ah. Did you guys see any fans at GDC? Did anybody come up and say hello? I, got I met some people today. from Twitter. I saw oh, some Video Game cool. Apocalypse t-shirts at PAX. You mentioned what? that. Yeah. That's uh, kind of amazing. Did my, any of those people come up and say hi? Yeah, hey, everybody course. who was yeah. wearing those shirts, you're the best. My buddy uh, yes. uh, Turbo. 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 Ah, on. Sure. What's up, Turbo? Yes. We all know Turbo. He's yeah. an old friend. It's fantastic. <laughs> had a great time. He did a, he did a write-up on his whole PAX experience. It's like, it's like oh, cool. this... Yeah, blow by blow of like everything from the plane. It, I was reading wow. it on the turlet and it was like, didn't want to come back and record the show. <laughs> oh, that's why it took so long. Oh, okay. No, there's different issues at hand because mm. I am old. Mm-hmm. And someone someone did come up to me and and, and mention uh, uh, Bitch Game Apocalypse. What's Woo! up? Success! And Laser Time. What? And Who was it? Did you get a name? No. No? I Or if I did, I don't remember. I was probably drunk. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, so hey, people are listening. listening. Hi, people who are listening. Yeah, we met um, we met Paolo at from Twitter at the uh, <laughs> Paolo at the from war, Twitter at like, the wargaming party <laughs> last night. I'm so sorry that we probably just wandered off and got drunk. He was <laughs> dancing. Don't. He was, he, was dan- he looked like he was having a good time. Probably. Oh, the war. I don't know. Party. I got really drunk last night. Me too. Mm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fun. Danced my face off. So nice. I don't have a face now. Oh man, yeah, it's so really did weird. Did you dance on your face with your face? <laughs> sitting, I danced on my face. Sitting across from Anne right now, it's just like exposed muscle. It's really uh, <laughs> it's gross. A little really bit. weird to look at. It's like Gary Oldman and uh, what is it, uh, Hannibal? <laughs> John Travolta. Totally like that. I can't off. believe we haven't mentioned it through this entire podcast. Hannibal. Yeah, it was. It's really gone un. <laughs> I, I thought that you guys were just being nice by not bringing it up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we were. I, I figured it was maybe something you'd been born I'm dripping, with, and I just actually. hadn't I'm noticed. Dripping. Oh. I'm uh, dripping on the table. Dripping right now. bloody muscle sweat all over the laptop. I'm oh, so, so sorry. Gross. So gross. <laughs> and you're so inconsiderate. I'm so sorry. I really wanted to record the podcast. My face hurts. You take your face off. <laughs> oh. Oh. Nicholas Cage is funny, dude. That's who is it? It's Nicholas Cage and um, John Travolta. John Tra- In a piece of gamer, we do like a debate thing every week called Face Off. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was named that given that the movie, but I really want to do one because it'll have... The a, movie officially has a backslash in it. That's so true. Because it has pictures of the two editors debating and I really wanted to do one that's like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage's <laughs> picture and it's like, Face Off. Whose face is more off? And then it's just an argument written between them. <laughs> That movie is silly, silly, brilliant. All right. We should move on to the community segment. There's more? Yeah. yeah. We're almost done, kind of. What was last week's question of the week? Something about game developers because uh, of yeah. Tyler. Mm. Can we call it Q of the W from now on? Thanks, Tyler. Sounds cool. Katwa. 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 
Uh, uh, do you think you, Michael when you have a smaller team or even an individual working on a game, it produces more interesting or maybe better quality games than when you've got a large team yeah. with perhaps a more fractured vision? And I think we pulled that directly quoted from the episode. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I realized like several sentences and in the conversation after I said it, like, oh, my God. I, what are we asking? Is AAA better than indie or vice versa? I like yeah, quadruple I, I think I tried to avoid. Oh yeah, this isn't necessarily indie games versus triple A games. <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> to yes, clarify that. <laughs> well, for me, the question is: uh, Does the kind of experimentation that you can do when you have a small team and not a huge budget, like, is that more valuable, or are are is Dead Space Three more valuable? Hmm. I guess. Well, Dead Space 3 is only one example. Is Dead Space 3 more valuable than Proteus? Is Dead Space 3 more valuable than the entire indie scene? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The entire indie scene is represented by VVVVVVV. Yes, and that's a very fair comparison that I've just made. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to point out, some people had some very good... But very long answers. We try to stay maybe a paragraph two at the most. Uh, If you put in the little TLDR, that's great. Because that means that I don't have to read everything else that is written out loud. What does that stand for again? Too long didn't read. Too long didn't read. Er, that's what I think of it as. It might actually I, mean something. That's what it stands for. That's what it stands for. I thought okay. it would, would, should stand for too long to read. Because you're warning the reader on your words. Well, what it started with is someone would post something really long and someone else would go, too long didn't read, and summarize it for everyone else. Okay, and then someone would put it at the top of their... But then people started, when they post something long, they would put in their own too long didn't read. Well, I am sort of surprised. I I think I need to go back and listen to exactly how I phrased this question because so many of the answers were no. We were drunk by the time we got to the point of question of the week. Well, I, I guess uh, if, if the question was, you know, <laughs> is indie better than uh, AAA, then yes, okay, no makes sense. But maybe don't don't just say it's no wrong, and assume I'm going to remember how I phrased it. <laughs> um, I, I have a couple answers that we could read. Okay. Uh, Super Giraffe on the forum says, A larger team can lead to problems if there's poor communication between departments, but that's more of a management problem than a size one. Larger teams could lead to opportunities for communication failure, but it's not necessarily required. There's probably a certain point where having too many team members becomes more of a problem than a blessing, but being a terrible programmer, I would have no clue where that number is. Plus, larger teams allow for more specialized jobs. Most programmers went to school to program, and any other skill that helps make a great game tends to get ignored, which is why I believe that so many gamers have poor writing or music. Or so many games have poor writing or music. That being said, I do think having a person able to make a great game all on their own is more impressive. Which I think was almost what we boiled the question down to. Is it more impressive for a big AAA company to make a great game? Or is it more impressive for a small I don't know if it's about being impressive. I mean... mean, Weren't we impressed when we first played Bioshock that something like this came out of a major company? Yeah. Yeah. And then you play World Mm -hmm. of Goo. I remember playing World of Goo and like this is made by two dudes. That's also impressive. Given the quality of the game, right? It's just a different in a different way, I guess. I, I don't know if it's about being impressive or, or just, yeah. You know what? I don't even remember asking this question. So, it was while we were talking about Richard Garriott saying that game designers suck. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's Mo- what most game designers it. today suck. I would I would say fewer game designers tends to get you a more unique vision. Actually, and, some... and there and there are, but there are Bioshock being a good example of major AAA games that maintain a unique vision 
despite a lot of cooks in the kitchen. I got some interesting clarification. I don't want to interrupt this segment. I know we're going too long, mm. but it was from Chris Roberts, uh, creator of Wing Commander, who's working on Star Citizen. I talked to him today, and we actually talked about that because he's good friends with Richard Garriott. And and last week, there, you know, that article I posted didn't wasn't great PR for him, and things happened. Hmm. But um, you know, I mean, uh, Robert said he interpreted it as Garriott saying. I'm a crappy designer, but so like most other designers are even crappier because, which I didn't necessarily interpret it that way, but because design is, is, is such a weird thing where you, you, you do, man, I'm not making any sense to myself either. (laughs) I really need to transcribe the interview before I try to summarize (laughs) what he told me. But, you know, basically the idea is that, that it's such a nebulous job description designer uh, you could be a level designer you could be the total creative director of the whole game and just that you know when that gets segmented as he told me it sort of did when ea bought origin systems um mm-hmm. when you when you increase the team size too much um you know you end up with people who don't necessarily have any design experience just sort of becoming quote designers right yeah um so i guess what I see, you know, if you go by auteur theory, like when you do have Ooh. just one guy, one guy who goes, I want to make a really cool game and goes ahead and does it, you usually end up with something more interesting and creative than when an uncompromised. Right. Then when a comp a big company says, You guys need to make a triple A title that mm-hmm. will sell this many copies and then they have to go, Oh crap, okay, what are we gonna do? And you need to check these boxes in order to Right. And it's gotta have co op and mm-hmm. it's gotta, you know, do this and this. Alright. Uh, I do want to read one from our comment section. Mm-hmm. Uh Jermaine Tito, uh long listener. I've seen your post before. I'm watching you. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you can be a designer without having some idea of the limitations and intricacies of your team. And I think that most designers have learned that sort of stuff. If you're doing your job right, it comes with the territory. Personally entering code is not required. Helping your dev team reach its full potential is. I suppose that's Tyler. Hey. Hey. That's not what I was saying. He just sounds like middle management. Help your dev team reach its full potential. I'll try, but they don't exist. <laughs> well, get one and help it reach its I full potential. I will if I have one. <sighs> I think I do think like knowing mechanically how a game works probably does help a designer. I don't understand programming at all. Hmm. But it's not the only thing you need because, honestly, I think John Carmack's a genius, but, you know, rage. Uh, anyway. <laughs> You feel rage towards John Carmack. Got it. Put that in the article. <laughs> I just mean, you know, being a technical genius doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you know what? Just yeah. forget it. Keep no, talking. I get it. Yeah, do we have more in the forums? Yeah. Um, we have a few. Uh, stupid, sexy, wild femshep mm. says, Stupid, go. sexy, wild femshep. Small teams normally mean more creative games. Hotline Miami, bro. But good devs with mm. huge AAA budgets mm. Still make creative games, Max Payne 3, Bioshock, etc. But a lot fall into the trap of just trying to appeal to the broadest market, so the game feels mishmashy. Smaller teams normally avoid that. They know their niche. Yeah, honestly, I think it might be an argument of, of, of budgets, actually. When you have a smaller budget, you can succeed appealing to a niche because you don't need as much profit. Yeah. When you have a huge budget, you can't appeal to a niche because that niche is not going to recoup your costs. Yeah. So I the mean, the bigger your budget, the less freedom you have. Ironically, 
Yeah. yeah that's creative freedom, certainly. Flory 000. Is that my grandma? Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> so. Flory. Uh, <laughs> Says, hey, bros, you should have used Four Locos for the last week's episode. Total bro drink. <laughs> I don't think game devs necessarily suck at big companies. They're just worried about the company's bottom line. In the case of Diablo 3, a delayed production schedule put a lot of pressure on the devs to have a good product on release. The higher-ups at Blizzard knew the game would be profitable either way, so they launched prematurely. Yeah, prematurely after roughly seven years of development. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how many delays? Jesus. All right. From the recent patches, it's clear that a lot of ideas the devs had going into the initial launch had to be put on pause last year. Even if an indie game had as much hype as D3, I believe most people at that company would be more concerned with releasing a good game than meeting their deadlines. I heard a lot of great things about Diablo 3 on PS3 uh, from PAX. Hmm, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's coming Are out on it off PS4. Yeah. 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 yeah it was, I, I, and 3. I just and 3, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I, can't, I can't even imagine a Diablo on a PlayStation controller again after all this time. I think we talked about how that was kind of a kind yeah. of a letdown of an announcement at the PS4 yeah, it, thing. It where really it was, like, was. It's like, okay, that's that's great. Roll that out at launch. Don't waste any time at the like, unveiling telling me We're going to take over the world. Blizzard and Sony together to bring you Diablo 3 yeah, again. A game we released <laughs> on PS, PC last year that you're all tired of now. I haven't played it yet. Well, maybe you should because nobody else didn't is playing it anymore. Key? Oh, wow. Tyler, <laughs> I could. N- well, what kind of a roommate are you? Man? I guess at this point, I could probably easily get a key for it. Uh, actually, it's funny that that was brought up because, like, just today, uh, Jay Wilson of Blizzard said the auction house really hurt the game, and basically just openly mm. said that they regret. One of the biggest features in Diablo 3, which is the real money auction house. Well, it makes you... sense in an MMO that's not, you know, structured around I... continually collecting new loot, and that's the number one gameplay mechanic. I mean, but I just think it's interesting, the lead designer, is com- on what he said about well, being pushed to release a game before it's ready, the lead designer is coming out and saying, this huge thing was a terrible mistake. I, I did want to say that about, about GDC in general. The couple of panels I've been in, sometimes when you're in the journalist position, you end up with a lot of people trying to guarantee you see the game, some game in the best light. And GDC is very fly on the wally. Like the, the it's being it's, honest. And it's open great. to the public. The Valve panels I went to contained information they never would have told the press, yeah. and I was allowed to be there and report on it. And I was like sort of baffled by that. Yeah, it, it's fantastic when developers talk openly and not like they're have been coached by PR one, and are willing to say this was a mistake. It's one of the, the, the biggest things I feel like. I, one of the most things I'm proud that I wrote at, at my time at PC Gamer was that Valve said outright like we make. It was a panel called Hats, Key to an Online Economy. It's true. Uh, and, and They made so much money on hats. The, what they said, they said when we released one of those trailers, we wait and see how people react. We hide a ton of things in there, cameos, wait and see what people respond to and what people respond to the most. Then we go and put that in the game. Hmm. And so whether you know it or not, commenting on Twitter and forums, you're actually voting on content that goes into our games. And they said that out loud. That's like their <laughs> secret process on how they make it give you exactly what you want. And so yet a- Half-Life 2 Episode 3 <laughs> is not a thing yet. But Despite being all over everything all the time. I heard oh. nothing. I heard, nothing, heard nothing because it was so off the record that I can't even say that I heard it. Interesting. But I will say, on a totally different topic, what other industry do competitors come together and share all of the yeah. things they've learned with each other? Yeah. That's something I think is amazing about gaming is that 
GDC brings all these developers together to tell their competitors what they've learned. Oh, and I think... That's uh, so cool. Even cooler, all game conventions should take place three blocks from my house. Mm -hmm. oh. yes. that's, that's also oh, yeah, very by the way, important. That's great. Thank you. Everything should be at the Moscone Center in mm -hmm. San Francisco. That's San Francisco, California, mm -hmm. the Moscone Center. <laughs> PAX, why don't you move down here? Wait, Are what's you listening? the zip code? <laughs> 94103. Yes. Uh... <laughs> The Moscone Center in downtown San Francisco, the beautiful Soma District. Uh, it's a wonderful place to be. Are you Are you listening, WonderCon? Who is not back at the Moscone yeah, Center? Yeah, come year? on, come WonderCon. On. What are you doing in Anaheim, jerk? It was so uh, great when you were here. Yeah. yeah if it, if Kevin Smith standing on stage telling middle-aged women to come up and blow him. <laughs> what? That wasn't WonderCon. What? Yeah, I, that was at well, WonderCon. I was at. It might have been a bit that he had with an audience plant, but <laughs> it was like. Wait, so he told someone did blow him? No. No, 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 no. But he was, I, this is a major tangent, but uh, he was on stage and uh, doing Q&A. and a like podcast. You don't have to qualify that. I know, I know. Major um, tangent. Yeah. I salute thee. You're, you're making tangent? it worse. Uh, so this lady comes up to the microphone and is like, I don't really know who you are, but my daughter does. And she asked me to pass along her 8x10 glossies. And like, lady, you can't just... Come up to the mic and and be all bored like that. I don't know who you are. Like you have to you have to come up here and tongue my ass a little bit. Mm. Like not not or tongue my asshole a little bit is what he said. It's like no, not not literally not literally just you know butter me up a little. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of worse than anything yeah. you said earlier. He's a gross man. <laughs> <laughs> Seen his movies, right? Most of them. Oh. I'm Jersey Girl. That's really good. Yeah. Probably it's best. I did hear him talk about Jersey Girl though, and he was he was talking about like some of the mistakes he'd made in that, and the, the test audiences were like, you know, he he only had Jennifer Lopez in the in the mm -hmm. beginning, and like he's like that's you don't really like her, so it's it's fine if she's in the beginning. It's like no, we don't want her in the beginning. We want her to die before the beginning. We want <laughs> to see her die at the beginning as the opening credits are rolling. She can appear in a flashback after the credits roll. Mm -hmm. Sure, <laughs> that's what it'll be. Oh, where are we? Uh, I have one more that I'd like to read. Okay. By Pulpsock. Pulpsock? Who posts on the forums Filthy. so much. <laughs> Pulpsock. Uh, a lot of indie games from recent memory have provided me with my best gaming experience. Retro City Rampage, yes. Cave Story, Fez, Braid, mm, cool. etc. Cool, cool, cool. All cool, cool, cool games. So I can totally understand the artistic intentions of a small team being much more directed and pronounced. However, specialization is necessary to have bigger games or to have games sooner. There is an obvious benefit to both, but when I think about the most impressive games to come out of this generation, it's from big studios. There may have been a bunch of bland in there, but Bioshock, Skyrim, Fire Emblem, even insanely every insanely worthwhile game full of vision and content comes from the traditional formula. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but I do agree that <clears throat> a lot of Bioshock and Skyrim are. are but great, I, I, great, I, I agree games. with what he's saying. You know, really good, maybe more personal experiences come from a lot of smaller games, whereas these big, very impressive, yeah. huge scope games are are definitely all um, absolutely bigger companies. Not all, but a lot of the from bigger companies. No, I mean, you're not going to get the same production value. Yeah, it's, no. I mean, what, what is it, which is just a, 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 a fact. And, yeah. You know, a but, clear um, thing. Pulpsock summed it up very, very well, and I think that's kind of Way to go, Pulpsock. Way to go, Pulpsock. Mm -hmm. Pulpsock. I like yeah. saying that. Pulpsock. Pulp Sounds filthy. Yeah. But in my opinion, like, if, you know, there was some arbitrary scenario where it's like, you can only play 
indie PC games for the rest of your life, or you can only play, you know, the latest big budget game, I would probably take the indie PC games because I would probably get more out of them in the long cheaper. run, I think. Yeah, and they would <laughs> be much cheaper. I'm glad I'll never have to make that decision. Not that I don't want to play the next Elder Scrolls, and I don't want to play GTA Five. Yeah. I do. We want to think Very about much. that. All right. Well, that does it for our answers for last week's mm. question of the week. Um, once again, we're going to put off our debate. <laughs> we ended up going so so long. We again. do this every we're really bad week. at this, guys. We need to. We need to like just get a couple of like <laughs> mute people who only ever say like one word. To <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. You, you keep inviting me on, and you know I will talk about like you're boring. a fixture. You're always welcome. But you know I'm going to talk about you boring talk PC about stuff. SimCity DRM. Wait, no, I draw the line. No more SimCity. (laughs) But guys, there was a really interesting talk today from Motion Club. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So, DuckTales. (laughs) DuckTales. Question of the week is uh, going along the lines of that. What classic game, something from your childhood, maybe not, um, would you like to see remade? And do you, you think is overdue for a remake? Maybe not even necessarily overdue for a remake, but just something that because Chris was so passionate about DuckTales, and that's a beautiful thing. And it's so... What gets you that passionate? Like, what series would you absolutely love to see remade, even well, though you know it's never going to happen? I, I think that's the special... The key to it happen. is that most people didn't ever expect this to happen. Yeah. We just assumed it would never happen. So uh, it, it tinted it with that, I would guess, if, like... What game would you like to see remade that you just assume will never Goonies. ever happen? Really? Oh, <laughs> no, awesome. No. That would I was be just great. talking. I, I think mine might have to be Strider. Really? I really like the, Strider which when one? I was younger. The first one. Uh, and like the, on the second on the one. NES which or was, the arcade? Yeah. Uh, no, NES. Oh, you got to talk to Greg. He is a huge, fa- like, huge fan of the NES one over the arcade yeah, one. The and arcade then one gets a lot of praise. But Strider 2 was PS1, yes. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. PS1. Yeah. And the, the, art, the NES one was like. I remember being completely turned off by that when I was a kid because I wanted really? the arcade yes. version on NES. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is this? This is crap. Like, you know, you know they, they, I gave them the benefit of the doubt when they changed Bionic Commando into something wonderful, but I don't <laughs> trust them this time. And I then I, I bought it, and it was fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. And I didn't play the arcade one. Okay. I only played NES, I, but yeah, it was it was when I, I was a kid. We, we it was saw so the arcade good. And I went over to my neighbors it. and played it. Oh, going through time. Capcom arcade cabinet <laughs> plug PSN and XBLA right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at those games when they're ported over to NES, the NES gave those games different qualities than were on the arcade, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is stuff that's just standard in games now, like giving you stats and allowing you to build out certain things. That are, like 1943 has an ability mm-hmm. on the NES, mm-hmm. and like no other games. Yeah. Like, or like wow. UN Squadron yeah. or things like that. Yeah, and and it's weird. Like uh, looking into the canon of mm-hmm. Strider, like the NES game is actually, I think, intended as a prequel to the arcade game. I'm not sure about that. I'm going to look into crazy. that. I don't know about that. Well, that's Gre- Greg. Like Greg, we pretend to make fun of him. And he's always like, "It's the better version of the game." I swear, <laughs> and, he'll, and he has all these reasons, and I I totally believe him. But since he's even the world is still under this perception, the arcade one is the preferable one. But the NES <laughs> one, I think, is what. It, it sort of informed Schreider too, yeah, more than the arcade version. I feel like it did. Interesting, hmm. but again, I didn't play the arcade I, one. I want to so. revisit Schreider too so bad. I looked at it and like that's the biggest character sprite I've ever seen in, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a, it a was screen. Pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. So is this a game about those water bugs on the? I don't no. know anything about Strider. Strider's it's about yeah. ninjas. I really don't. It's about a, a cyber ninja with a with a cool sword and who goes around with like a big uh, red mask and a flowing scarf that mm-hmm. goes yeah. up behind him. Okay. You and mm-hmm. VC3, man. 
Oh. Come. Yeah. I want Balloon Fight to be. <laughs> really? Why don't you just play the original yeah. called Joust? <laughs> I want you know to remake what? a Joust. They should remake Joust. Joust. Yes. They wow. should they remake should. Joust. Mm-hmm. That would be a great esport. Um, <laughs> totally. Riot Games brings you. Is crushing joust. the eggs of innocent animals <laughs> for bonus points. Joust. Uh, oh, but I guess I could give you my real ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, rival schools. Mm. Uh, oh. Did they do that? Well, no. they did no. Project Justice, which was a sequel on Dreamcast. Oh, uh, well, but that's Dreamcast. That's specifically Capcom ago. games? Is that the question? No. Yeah, no. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, I really, I really, Apparently, really Capcom made the best games and, and you're ever. all just made the going games back we to all I really, I really, 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 really liked Work Rival on that, Chris. <laughs> I also really, really, really nice. liked Bushido Blade. Oh, yeah. They did a, oh, see that God. Comeback. They did a spiritual sequel which as sucked. a PS2 launch which game I called Kengo Master Bushido. Awful. Yeah, which which also had a, a follow up. It was like Kengo Seven it did? Samurai. Yeah, it was, oh, it was also supposed was to be awful. The first game I got. But from my Ken, PS2. Kengo, I don't think it could even you can even justify oh, oh, oh. calling it a spiritual sequel no. because Bushido Blade had a plot. Bushido Blade had one hit kills, which Kengo yes. did not. Kengo so was a very bad attempt at a spiritual Kengo sequel. Kengo was a basically a launch window title that like oh. was interesting for about five minutes, and then you played it. And like this is really all there is. I was so sad because. I love Bushido Blade and Bushido Blade 2 for the PS1. If you've never played them, they are sword fighting games with one-hit kills, all about stance, blocking, dodging, Mm -hmm. scoring that perfect hit. It's a game of chess, and and my friends and I would have these tournaments that would go for hours where we would, you know, we would fight each other, knock one guy out, next guy would go in, and we would just keep playing and playing. And then the PS2 came out, and it was like... (gasps) The same team that made Bushido Blade is doing Kengo Master Bushido, and it's going to be just like that, only it's going to look so amazing. And it wasn't. So I'd really love to see <laughs> a real Bushido Blade remake happen. That that would be so good. Mm. Also, a new Zork would be cool. <laughs> I, want it, I want it to be text <laughs> Zork 1 remade uh, as yes. a text-based game, just with more elaboration. Yeah. Really, oh, just okay. and more, more just, fonts. Just, yeah, okay. Just more fonts and like you could have different colored fonts in there. You Web could really things. up the graphics on that. Mm. Maybe like, at one point, like you you walk into a certain area and it switches to Comic Sans, and that's just to <laughs> up the creepiness factor. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, a new graphical Zork would be cool. I really mm. love. I've said many times, The Grand Inquisitor is one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I never played that one. I played Return to Zork. <sighs> Grand Inquisitor is so weird. good. Hmm. So good. There's a spell that just turns purple things invisible, <laughs> and you can only there's only one reason to use it. Every other time you use it, it's pointless. So while we were talking about this, I was kind of racing through games in my head, and every single one would, was either like, "Well, that wouldn't work," or they already did that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you said Goonies, and like I was hugely into Goonies when I was a kid. The first Goonies, was like the, the arcade one versus yeah. the Goonies that was like Japan only, and I had to like I, I have a Famicom cartridge wow. that, that actually came <laughs> out for the impossible. Famicom in Japan. Never came out over here. I have a sealed DuckTales Famicom cartridge. Go on. I oh <laughs> I, su- I swear to God, like I I dreamt about that game when I was a kid. I was I was wild for it. Like I, I imagine like game. what happens after you get past this part that I've never been able to get past in the arcade. <laughs> oh maybe like thinking out strategy. Like oh maybe when one of the Fratelli brothers comes on, I should go over here and kick this rat. And there was like the DataSoft uh, game for Apple II, which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody but me played, and my copy glitched yeah. out horribly about halfway through, so that was unfortunate. But it was it was kind of like an original huh. Lost Viking style game where you controlled what? two of the Goonies at really? a time. Yeah, 
And so like in one level you'd you'd have like huh. Data and Mikey and you'd have to get like Data to go over and stand on a, a switch and that would open a door so that Mikey could go through and open the next puzzle for, for Data to, to come through and you'd have to get them oh. both out alive. And that, that was pretty awesome. Um, and now imagine that remade with voice acting. Oh. You go over to Switch now! <laughs> with the original actors yeah, all exactly. speaking Yeah, with I want to hear voices. Sean Astin like, <laughs> revising his role as Mikey. <laughs> Goonies never say die. Or whatever that South Park filter they put on Cartman nurture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Goonies 2 was incredible. But, you know, that's that's a little bit of cheating since you said that already. So I'm going to say, like, I want to see Ghostbusters, but not okay. like the Ghostbusters game we just got. I want to see David Crane's original Ghostbusters with the sim aspects of running a franchise and, and trapping the ghost. I want to see that And driving to your uh, destination. Yes. All that stuff. Man, I really hated that game. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But then just, I just, I, it's because I love Ghostbusters yeah. so much. I think I would tolerate anything. Ghostbusters is pretty sweet. Do you know what my answer is going to be? Probably. DuckTales? Um, <laughs> well, uh, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Obviously, but those are obvious answers, and I don't want to get people, like, we're not... The impression that that might be. Him. Yeah, we're not, but we're just, that. like, seriously, this is kind of a miraculous event. This is, we have nothing else planned. It's just DuckTales. But, uh, you know, obviously support speaks volumes. Uh, so, yeah, pay attention. That's me just leading into a plug. Capcomunity.com <laughs> slash uh, DuckTales. All right, so you can... Oh, no, it, but it's Cobra Triangle. Oh, Cobra, Cobra Tri Triangle. Of course, like, right. Uh, is one you of... pushed hardcore for that when we were at Games Radar to it's... get it onto the 100 best games. <laughs> it's got so many variant styles of gameplay. They're all fun. They're all unique. It's got a Gradius-style upgrade system on a... On a stupid boat. And yet Rare never made another one. They thought yeah. Perfect Dark Zero was a better investment well, of the resources. Well, the title was misleading. People thought it was about snakes and geometry. Hmm. <laughs> it did give that impression, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though it looks and like the, a mudflat tattoo. the giant sea serpent rising out yeah. of the box doesn't do anything for that. <laughs> it's a really cool name. Mm -hmm. Cobra Triangle. <laughs> so that's our question of the week. Uh once again, what, what game or series would you like to see remade? Do you think that it should be revisited by a whole new generation? You can answer at uh, lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, or you can go to vidjagamapocalypse.com, find the article for this show, and leave us a comment underneath it. Mm -hmm. And either either place, we might end up reading it on the show. Indeed. Yes. Can I plug stuff? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's move on so to plugs. Plug. I, have, I have an exchange here. All right, you're, you're boiling over. You've been plugging through the whole show. Well, but... I've been plugging DuckTales. Okay. But, uh, like, and I just Capcom Unity. ran into the, the uh, other room, and this is... I, I wish I could say I'm fully taking off my Capcom hat. I am utterly addicted to Monster Hunter. It's true. Okay. I that's love all it. it's been doing. I, uh, it's true. For... Well, I mean, I've had a lot of flights and commutes lately, and, and that's... It's... You, you were telling me earlier, us earlier, you put, like, what, 80 hours into this game? Somewhere? Yeah, in the last, like, two and a half weeks. Yeah. And, and I just... Got got the Wii U version. I, I've just been able to play the Wii U version. And hey, Anis, A-N-I-S on uh, Wii U. That's me. If you got the game, look me up. We'll do some hunts. Go some quests. <laughs> do some quests. I'm ranked three right now. I'm 80 hours in. It's incredible. I don't want to stop. Yes, Monster Hunter. I want to plug that. Oh, and if you're in... Um, this goes up Tuesday. Mm -hmm. If you were in Anaheim last weekend, please go visit the Monster Hunter booth <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, I also wanted to plug Capcom Arcade Cabinet. There's a new pack dropping this week. Um, and, and you can buy <clears throat> games like Legendary Wings uh, individually if you'd like. And most importantly to me, Darkstalkers Resurrection. Love that game. 
I don't know how many people are aware of it, but you know, Dark. We mentioned Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers re- Resurrection. A couple episodes ago. I think so. When it came I just, out, I yeah. can't. Like I'm, I'm not even great at the game, but I love, love those characters. I love those characters so much. I want them in my life forever. Maybe you should marry them. I might. Mm-hmm. I saw a ton of them at at PAX, and it's like, oh, I'm not alone thinking like these characters are amazing. I love these characters. I just hmm. want to see more Dark Souls. Well, depending on what happens to the Supreme Court, man, slippery slopes, soon you'll be Sorry. able to marry yeah. game characters. Oh, and, and ex- well, I can marry I my wish. game characters in Fire Emblem. <laughs> I've been doing it, and I showed it to my wife, and she's like, "You're so gay. <laughs> You're a gay Japanese girl." Uh, I don't know. She following. literally said that. All that, but in, in exchange for the all-out Capcom plug fest, uh, I wanted to give you guys to give away to anybody you wanted, any way you see fit, uh, a one-of-a-kind, sold-out uh, Monster Hunter Metal DS case. Um, those are, they're all sold out for the 3DS. They're really cool. Even if you don't care for Monster Hunter, you can't see what it is. It is in a, a metal case that protects very well, high quality, sold out very quickly. Maybe we'll get some pictures and uh, do a yeah. little mm-hmm. giveaway. It's up to for you guys. It. It's you guys. It's I consider it belonging to Vigigame Apocalypse. Oh, hooray! Well, Red. I'll just stick it in my bag then. You Stop it! You have an XL. It's for, it's, it's I for will the cut size. this part there out are, of the are... podcast so no one will ever know. <laughs> there are still uh, XL sizes available in the Capcom store, but the. Uh, this size is, is sold out completely. And wow. All right. You got one. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Mm. Somebody else Swag. will have one. Swag. Um, go to PCGamer.com. And you can read all our GDC coverage, including later this week, a preview of that game that I didn't see. That you definitely didn't see. Um, going home? Yes. Going, going, home. going home to Battlefield 4. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. You will not see more on Battlefield 4 because the footage they released is all we have. But you will see. Some so this coming Friday, as as this post goes up on Thursday, Fri- I think Thursday? actually I can post this, and you will also see this week, maybe right now, uh, my interview uh, with Chris Roberts. Mm. Like, I'm, like I said, creator of Wing Commander, mm-hmm. Star Citizen. Yeah, Star Citizen looks so. Did you call him C Bob? I thought that's what we called him. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, no one calls What's him. His that. ultimate name, C Bob, like the robot from Mask. Exactly. It's um, T Bob. I know. I know. <laughs> Nobody would have ever corrected you. You corrected yourself. <laughs> Not in our audience. Nope. T Bob. Star Citizen, PCGamer.com. Yes, that's what I'm trying to get out here. Star Citizen, yeah. You should just go to our website, man. Evan Lott sure. is there talking about game mechanics in mm-hmm. CSGO. I know you got an article there about DuckTales in a in PC gamer or PC speculation version. Yes. Featuring a bunch of information I won't dare say. In a it's it's pure speculation straight from the senior VP of Capcom. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I said nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, what about Twitter, guys? Oh, Twitters? yeah. yeah. Tyler underscore wild. Like I always say, underscore is literally my middle name. Cantista mm-hmm. and my picture is Launchpad McQuack, an <laughs> asset from the all new DuckTales Remastered. Uh, I'm at BDR and Lewis on Twitter, and my preview for Dark will be in the upcoming issue of At Gamer Magazine. If you want to go check that out, but I'll. I'll <laughs> well, I yeah. had a question. I don't know. Yeah. Go, hey, go go check that out. I guess it's got it's so many cool. weird symbols in there. Mm-hmm. At Gamer Magazine at is Gamer. Best Buy's it's Best Buy's jam. I'm not talking about their Twitter account. I'm talking no, about the magazine, the magazine. itself. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be in their May issue. They did get Atkamer the account though. Oh, did yeah. they? Yeah, they finally? Because there was a guy they who had it a couple of weeks, a couple years ago. Yes, they didn't have it an issue. <laughs> They've had it for a little while. Mm-hmm. 
I'm at Wikiparas, mm. and that's A Z, not easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can read my review of Bioshock Infinite, <gasps> uh, which I think I plugged last week, but I'm going to plug again because I really do think it's some of my best work. And at this point, you've probably already finished the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to oxmonline.com to mm. read it and be amazed. You, and you totally didn't like Word. it, right? Oh, no, I hated it. You're it sucks. just like, oh, it's terrible. terrible game. I, I, Bioshock Infinite Bore. Can you say on the podcast what you gave it? Uh, yeah, I think I can. It was a 9.5. Nice. I I was so mad seeing Bioshock get, I think a couple places reported it was their highest review score in that outlet's history on more than one editorial outlet. Interesting. And uh, I am addicted to Monster Hunter and will not be playing it. I haven't so been able be. to play it because GDC. Damn you, yeah, Ken Levine! It'll, it'll only take about 15 hours that you're not spending on Monster Hunter. I am picking uh, it up tomorrow, so Friday. I already said yeah. I'd play Gears of Judgment with Chad. So. My damn parents want me to go home for Easter. Oh, oh come on. I know. Don't they know Bioshock Infinite just came out? I have out? to go I see think family and It was interesting, preview. like, looking at the Metacritic uh, averages when that the reviews, the embargo lifted and those went live, I noticed that... Uh, Official Xbox Magazine, which is my opinion, mm-hmm. and Official Xbox Magazine UK had like almost the exact opposite statements about <laughs> it. Like I was like, "Well, the story's pretty much flawless, but the combat is maybe not as good as it could be." And they were like, "The combat is flawless, but the story's a complete mess." That's funny. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> our, we had a UK guy review. He gave it a ninety-two, which. As, really as Chris high. knows, is really one high. of the highest scores. I think a ninety-four is the highest score we've ever mm-hmm. given uh, for Half-Life Two. Um, but he he said the story is a is kind of a mess that jumps the shark a million times. Well, I wonder also how many of the people who are saying the story is a mess had to rush through it and maybe didn't listen to all the audio logs. Because hmm, those do fill in some thing. very important gaps, and I could see why the story might seem That's like a, a mess question. if you weren't paying attention and to it. And yet them. here, Evan Lottie, um, who I work with, when he previewed it, he said he thought the combat was weak, and after playing the whole game, turned around and said he actually liked the combat, so as oh, opposed to no, you. The, the combat's great. It's just, my, my whole point was like, Bioshock combat is not great. Bioshock combat is fucking amazing. Mm. And combat in this is great. Yeah. So, you he know, said, it's, he it's also fun. said it's just not as inventive like as it could it's, be. It's great. Like, that's a bad thing. No, it's, it's, gr- it's, it's not just, a bad thing. It's, it's just great. It's, it's, it's great. Not it's fine. It's but it's just nothing what, groundbreaking. What and I think to. that's what Bioshock should be. Evan yeah, also no, I, played I it, it on hard and recommends everyone play it on hard and switch it to normal if you don't like it. Yeah. But well, the thing is, it is really, really easy. You get resurrected at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So, he says play it on hard because the combat. That will challenge you to use the environment and use the powers more than normal will. So his suggestion is start on hard. If it's if you can't get past something, go to normal. But you'll have more fun on hard probably. Okay, we spent too much time this week. Yes. Yeah, we have. Um, so I'm gonna pull the plug on this show now. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next bitch. week. Ha 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 ha!
Which is the part with the floating pizzas? 